0: Uh, mama, mama, we made it, what it, what it, what it do, -do. bang, 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 ladies and gentlemen, it's a motherfucking vibe right now, it's crazy when a guest comes in and literally asks for the vibe. And curates the vibe, and we just make it happen with them. I wish y'all could be here in this moment with us. It's the first time we have most of the lights off in the crib. Yeah. Multiple candles popping off. Yes, sir. We got the squadron, the video elite squadron, just, like, thugging with us. Yes, sir. We got two shorties that came in for a visit, chilling on the couch, feeling welcomed. Yes, and we have Jaylee and Wesley with us. Jaylee, and how the fuck are you doing?
1: Jay-Lean Wesley in the building. What's happening?
2: What's happening? What's happening? What's happening?
0: I'm really happy that you're here tonight. Um, it's it's actually been a pleasure to like know you in these past few months and be able to, you know, talk with you. Also, hear little bits of your story, which which really, <laughs> really intrigued me to want to have your story told on this platform. Yeah. Um, and I feel like now is a beautiful time to do it. Uh, you've had an incredible career up to this point, and it 's only a continuation of your becoming and growing as a human being and as an artist it's lit. and i'm very thankful and honored that we get to share this story on this platform
2: yeah man i'm honored to be here it's love yeah man Thanks. i'm honored to be here I appreciate you guys so i want let us let, let's start off
0: early because for someone as creative as yourself, I truly feel like there's so much that you've had to live, right? There's so much that you've gone through in life just hearing it in your music. Um, let's take it back to the earlier days. Like, what was growing up like for you? What, wh- where was that? What was the vibe like?
2: Growing up is um, starts in uh, Columbia, Missouri. Mm. Uh, if you guys know, like, uh, the Mizzou Tigers, you know, like my wow. mom. My mom was a Mizzou Tiger. My dad was wow. a Mizzou Tiger. Really? Yeah. The Mizzou Tigers in Mizzou. the building, though. Yeah, yeah. Beast. Yeah, man. So, like, I was born in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, it's like two hours outside of St. Louis.
1: Yeah, we don't like Nebraska.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. And um, it was just music from the time I got out the womb. Really? Yeah. Straight out the gates. Yeah, yeah. Because my mom, my mom was in the, in the choir at at, at Mizzou. And my dad <laughs> and my dad was the choir director. Wow. And uh that's so that's how they met. They met in college. And um and then my dad uh he got kicked out of Mizzou for bad grades. Uh <laughs> so he had to go to like the junior college across mm. the street from Mizzou. Uh, I think he went to Columbia College and um in that uh, and you know, but they got married in college and then had me and then Wow Yeah, so young love. And, yeah, yeah. So out the womb,
0: uh it's just been like music, 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 music. So describe that. Describe that young Jay like huh. in this musical atmosphere.
2: Uh, young Jay is like listening to Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston and BB and CC Winans and <sighs> and going to songwriting competitions with my mom, and um, going to like weddings with my mom and my dad, going to funerals, going to. Uh, Wherever that my mom and dad could sing, they were like a singing duo situation. Wow. They were writing their own songs and producing their own songs and like, and and just like singing and going everywhere. So it was just like that was just my life as a kid, just traveling with them and like watching them sing and st- make people happy. And my dad was like a crazy pianist, and um so. Yeah, he was just like the world's greatest piano player, and everybody would just be like, "Oh my God, you're so incredible!" And so I had to like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I had to like sit in their glory and shit. And like, you know, I was just like, I was just fascinated by it all because I, it's, music is just like, it's like in my blood, you know what I'm saying? So I was like, just literally, like, yeah, yeah. So that's like all I know. So like, it was just like normal life to me. It wasn't.
0: When, when did you start? Whether it was like picking up the instruments or or start like singing with a little mic. <laughs>
2: Uh well, my mom and my dad had a studio in the house, and so like um, and we were not allowed to touch the stuff like it was no. like you know what I'm saying, like yeah. we were not allowed, so like um, when they would be at work and stuff like that, I would like mess around on the keyboard and stuff, and then, um, I think one day I like left it on or something, and my mom was like. Who was down there touching the keyboards? Like <sighs> Somebody left it on, blah, blah, blah. I was yeah. like, and I tried to lie, but I couldn't lie because I left it on. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> how old were you at this time? I think I was like seven or eight wow. or something like that. And then, um, she was like, um, wait a minute, who, who made this song? <laughs> right. Wow. And then I was like, oh, that was me. I'm sorry, mom. She was like, no, nah, it's good. She's like, wow. She's like, yo, you can, you can, you can play on this whenever you want. Let me teach you what, cause you, like, are oh, missing some wow. stuff. So let me teach you, like, you know how to use it properly, excuse me. And um so from then on it was just like I had I could use like the studio and stuff in the basement. So yeah, that was like at eight. That was like eight, seven, eight years old. Wow. And were you singing or just playing? No, I was just playing, playing. Oh, just playing. I didn't start singing till like two years, three, four years ago. we <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. right, we'll get there then. Yeah. <laughs> hold, oh, up, hold up, hold <laughs> up. We got a ways to go. It's lit. So you literally
0: had the keys to the kingdom at that point.
2: I had the keys.
0: Like DJ Khaled so
1: when you when you were getting on the keys yeah you got the keys (laughs) did you uh, were you just self taught or did you take lessons or did you
2: just you know nah I played by ear like I would just start playing I would just listen to stuff and then just start playing like I never had a piano lesson in my life Mm. Uh, I can't read notes Really? <laughs> so like yeah so coming was like, from two musicians were they the same or my dad can't read notes either he plays by wow. ear my mom is like trained and like in, did school and all that stuff like she's like real like to the books so got it. yeah my, I think I got it from my dad you know
0: <clears throat> was it something that naturally flowed or was it like a conscious decision to not
2: I just liked music a lot mm-hmm. and it was equipment around the house and I was just like that little intrigued kid that was like what does this do you know what I'm wow, saying so like yeah. when they would leave and stuff or be asleep I mess with the music stuff so it was just something like I just did it for fun though. I didn't want to I didn't like as a kid I wouldn't like I want to be the world's greatest producer I wanted to be a basketball player so I, like music was just like something I did on the side mm-hmm. yeah I was well, playing basketball like I started like at eight, seven too so heavy yeah so what was school like school was cool I know I made good grades like A's and B's and stuff like that, but it was boring to me. I I always wanted to like go home and like make music and like go home and play basketball and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that was my life. Absolutely. Music and basketball. Music and basketball. (coughs) So.
0: When did it really start becoming a nuisance for you? A what? A nuisance. What school? Yeah. Uh, um, Was it on the onset or was it kind of like. Nah,
2: school was cool. Like I, I liked it until like I got older, like in my high school years, and I was just like, man. I, I honestly know I'm going to the NBA. I don't know why I need to be in school right uh, now. <laughs> really, you were, you were that serious? About I was so serious. I was doing like summer camps, oh, winter wow. camps, summer leagues, going to Michael Jordan camps. Yeah, really? like I was like, it was that serious, man. I got trophies. I was doing YMCA leagues. I was like, like basketball was like my thing. And then I realized I wasn't growing no more, so I had to switch up.
0: Wow. Yeah. When when was that where it like hit you like that?
2: Probably like my junior in high school, and my coach. My coach cut me, cause um, he already had his point guard picked out already. Like they didn't, a lot of the team didn't have to try out, cause he already knew who he wanted. So like I was, I was on JV freshman sophomore year, but I wasn't one of the favorites, cause he had somebody like he bust in from like a city that he wanted to like be the point guard. So I wasn't like the guy. So once I didn't make the team and everybody was like, how did Jay not make the team? Like what? Like, you know, yeah. it kind of like pissed me off. And I was like, man, whatever. I ain't grown no more anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, so then I switched my focus to track and field. And I did that too. All four years. Yeah. Um, And I was a long jumper and a triple jumper.
1: Likewise, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my joints. That's insane. We had Mizzou, Mizzou dads and fucking track stars over here. Yeah, man.
1: And long jump, triple jump. See, I got, I got put in it because I just was not that fast. How were it? It was, you know, track was one of those things that was like um, in between sports. Yeah. For me, but I mean, I just wasn't that fast. I was fast in, like, when I was in middle school, but not compared to these high school kids. They're like,
2: Yeah, these tr- dudes fast.
1: Like, why don't you, you're tall. Why don't you go do long jump, triple jump? <laughs> I was not good either. I was the
2: shortest guy always, but I would jump the farthest. Really? Yeah. That's wild. I could dunk too. I was the chubbiest really? guy always, yeah. and
0: I jumped not the highest. <laughs> I have like that's a exactly. fucking three inch vertical, dog. Oh, all. that's
2: fresh, man. You know what I'm saying? That gets you far in life. <laughs> well
0: shit, we're here. <laughs> <laughs>
2: what
1: was it like? Uh what was Missouri at the time like? Was this is all in Columbia?
2: Well, I moved to St. Louis. I was oh, saying okay. so so um I lived in Columbia from birth to, like, five years old. And then I moved to um, Jacksonville, Mississippi. My really? dad, My dad went to music college out there, so he could be, like, a, get his, like, master's in music or something like that. And so he moved us to Jacksonville, Jackson, Mississippi. And then we lived in Jackson, Mississippi for three years. And um, so, yeah. What was that like? Jackson, Mississippi was country as hell, man. <laughs> Going from, like... <laughs> Columbia, Columbia, Missouri. Yeah, no, it was because Columbia is like a small college town. Yeah, Jackson, Mississippi is like a—it's a rather large city, but it's country as hell, and it's just like you know, it's hotter there, and it's the way of life is different down there. So, like, you know, and then we went to a huge church down there, and my dad was like in the in like the minister of music at that church, so it was just like <coughs> going to church every Sunday was like an event, and mm-hmm. like you know, it was just uh it's just different because like you know, I'm like Columbia is real like. Uh, white collar, just like you know, it's like real chill, and then Mississippi is like, you know, cash me outside, how about that? It's like, <laughs> 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 you know <what> I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs>
3: Yo, <how about> that?
2: <laughs> yeah, so that's Jacksonville, Mississippi. So, like, it's just kind of different for me, anyway. I was older than my sister. My sister turned real country down there. She's like two and a half years younger than me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that was, I was there until I was eight. My dad died we were in Mississippi. And then um, when my dad died, we moved back to Columbia. What happened? Uh, man, I don't want to get too deep into that, but. Uh, How was that for you? Uh, man, um When my dad died, I didn't know. I was eight, right? So, like, I was just used to having him all the time. And um, I don't know how you tell an eight-year-old, oh, he's not coming back. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. like, uh, having him there every day and, like, taking me to school every morning and us going to Krispy Kreme in the morning before school and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, like, the next week he's hella skinny and in the hospital and then the next week he's dead it was hard like I didn't talk for like a few months and stuff like cause it, mm. I, I just didn't understand it you know what I'm saying so yeah. like
0: um it's unfathomable what like yeah that is especially like for a kid that's so connected. Yeah,
2: I looked up to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't even know I had a mom. Like, that's how me close to me and wow. my dad was. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was like when he left, it was like, whoa. Like,
0: was it was it a complete surprise to you, or was there a little bit of like, son, something's wrong?
2: I just thought he was sick. Got it. You know, at eight years old, I didn't understand all that other yeah. stuff. All I saw was like my dad. He was cool, and then he was in the hospital the next day. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And then like it felt very sudden. Yeah, it felt real sudden. And then and then like a couple weeks later, he was gone. And then I'm at his funeral. You know what I'm saying? And it's like what? You know, like it was just real. I didn't know how to take it, and I didn't understand it. And uh, and then as a kid, you know, nobody wants to tell you like what happened. You know what I'm saying? Because they're like you're too young to understand. And tell you when you grow up.
1: Okay, that's happened to to a few people yeah. you know, uh, on this uh, on the, on this podcast. Yeah, um, quite a few have that same kind of thing. And yeah, yeah. I mean, when that young, it's like even as an adult. It's, yeah, it's, those things are tough, right? Because no one really knows how to manage emotions to something that they've never actually experienced. Yeah, you know, maybe you can deal with breakups and things like that, but that's tough as a kid. Yeah, and. Before that happened, were you a pretty like outgoing kid, or, and was it something that that changed that suddenly, or did it change your perspective on things, or how did uh, how did that moment shape you uh, um, coming out of it?
2: Well, my dad's funeral was my first funeral I ever went to, so it just made me realize, you know, we're not here forever, and it made me realize, you know, um, that I had to that I was a man in the house because it was me, <laughs> it was my mom, and my sister. Mm. Wow. And so, uh, I just looked at life totally different. You know what I'm saying? I looked at, you I started looking at life fast. like I was a protector, mm. and I started looking at, you know, everything like I got to do everything I can on this earth while I'm here, because because I could be dead tomorrow. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like, and that's how I was looking at life as like an eight, nine year old. It was like, wow, um, that's insanely deep for that age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like real big, at, like on. In the art and drawing and stuff like that. So after my dad died, I was just, like, drawing crazy. I think I just went dark. Like, my teachers, like, called my mom one day. They was like, really? is there something wrong with my real name, is John? Is there something wrong with John? Like, uh, he's drawing these uh these dark photos, these very graphic photos. And it was just, like, I was just, like, it, everything had blood and guts and people, like, heads getting chopped off. I don't know what I was going through. It was yeah. just like, I didn't know how to channel my, what I was mentally thinking so I would just draw like wow. stuff all the time. Yeah. So That was your that was freedom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Drawing. release. Drawing was definitely a release. Yeah. I used to draw all the time.
1: Yeah, it's weird how something like that can also change your identity. You know, going from like a kid who has parents to a kid who now like has something traumatic happen. Yeah. <coughs> we, and we've heard that from a few different people. And how that can be so sudden like you know aside from you just dealing with like the sadness and the shock and all those those emotions it's also like going to school is different you know you're yeah the way the way you people um look at you is is a little bit different the way you look at yourself is like it's hard to it's hard to kind of uh separate the actual event with how you experience that event and what you take from it Mm -hmm. i think it's it's one of those things where most people when when something traumatic happens you tend to be like okay well i'm this person now because of it and yeah. kind of carry it's it's just un, it's not uncommon to kind of carry that identity yeah with you as it shapes like who you are
0: especially yeah. in those younger years how was how was your relationship with your mother and sister after that point i mean becoming the protector what what was that like what was did you, did you start noticing a, a significant dynamic shift or how was...
2: That just helped me get a... <coughs> when my dad died, it helped me get like a great, great, great appreciation for women. Because oh, wow. um, I had like two beautiful women that I had to live with, you know what I'm saying? And we had yeah. to all cope together and like figure out how to emotionally just make it past where we were and yeah. we get stronger. And it brought us closer and, and yeah, it's like, that was hard for all of us, man. That was, that was a, that was a dark moment. That was like a hard, hard, hard moment. And, yeah. but you know, with time, time heals everything. And then we Absolutely. all, we got closer and then like, um, I really got into music then. Cause I just wanted to be like my dad. My dad played the clarinet and the piano mm. and I started playing the clarinet like the year after he died and I just started taking music a little bit more serious and just, you know, doing whatever my mom asked. You know, I didn't yeah. give her a hard time. I wasn't a bad kid anyway, but I really was like, okay, mom, whatever you need, I got you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. And for my, my little sister, I stopped, like, bullying her and stuff. You know how big brothers yeah. be like, yeah. give me a sister a hard time? I used to, like, choke my sister out and stuff like that. Stone Cold stunning your Young
0: little six- or <laughs> seven-year-old John isn't thinking about it like I'm literally, like, Stone Cold stunning you. You know what I mean? It's just like... His kids play. child's play. <laughs> yeah. So you literally, so, wow, this is incredible because it, it's so wild to me to think of how moments in our life, in our lives, like really like change the course of things. Like the death of your father and this man was like an idol to you. You wanted to be just like, he, he seems as though he was the the model father, right? Yeah. And And being raised in a family that had such a deep, Root in music, um, and the church, if you will, to see this love of music blossom out of your surroundings. And you kind of knew at that like point where you turned the keyboard on and we're starting to do something. And then it went from being something that was, um, considered devious, if you will, or just like schooling, uh, fooling around to something that was kind of nurtured in that moment. And then the loss really fuels that. And like to to see the the dichotomy of like ball is life and then music, ball is life and then music. And then it wasn't ball anymore, but it was athletics and then music. Mm -hmm. What was the point that it was like literally, you know what, it's music.
2: Mm. That was uh, high school, um, my senior year in high school. You know, you got to figure out your life after, like, you know, you your senior, everybody's like doing their school commitments and like <coughs> taking their ACT tests and their SAT tests and like trying to figure out where they're about to go and, you know, like starting to choose a career and all that. And I was, I, I had, I had uh, um, accepted the fact that I wasn't going to the NBA and I wasn't going to be six foot six like Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh, so, I accepted the fact that I didn't want to run track in high school, even though I had like track scholarships. Oh, wow. Um, Oh, run track, run track in college. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wow. I I was just like, you know, okay, I'm five foot six, five foot seven, whatever. And, uh, these dudes that I'm jumping against like at state are like six, three, six, four. And I can, (laughs) I can get with them, but in college they're going to, they're going to get better. And I feel like with my height, I probably reached my max. Like I was just like, I don't want to do nothing unless I'm gonna be the best. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, if I can't go to college and kill these dudes, and then I was like, okay, so so I go to college on a four year scholarship for track. What I'm gonna do after that? You know, like I'm not going to the Olympics for sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I was just like, now nah, I got to figure something else out. So um, I was just really caught between the, caught between like being like a um, I wanted to go to CAD school and like like do computer. Uh, auto design and stuff like that. Wow. Like, wow. I wanted to design cars. Uh or design That come from like your drawing? Yeah, from drawing. Yeah. Cuz I like drawing and um and I used to just draw sneakers all the time. I Used to like make my own Jordans and like wow. like submit them to like Nike. No <laughs> like, way. Yeah, yeah.
1: Oh, so drawing was also a huge part of that Yeah, team. drawing. Yeah. yeah
2: I, I drew a lot. And um and I was just like trying to debate like if I don't want to do, like art, no, I want to do like interior design, like like work for like Chrysler or something, And do I want to like work for like Nike and go move to Portland or like do I want to do music? That doesn't seem realistic. But then, uh, you know, then I had a couple of friends uh, that were starting to do good, like, around the city and music. And and then, like, my, my senior year, I started selling music to, like, different rappers around the city. Wow. Like, $500 and, like... Well, wait, you were making beats? Yeah, for beats. But it was just, like, yeah. a side thing. I wasn't taking it serious. Yeah. Because, like, one of my thug homies, I was, like, the like the nerdiest dude out like, the squad. And, like, <laughs> 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 one of my, like... Like, when, like one of the dudes that wasn't going he wasn't going to graduate on time <laughs> he was like man i need some beats man like man my homie little lunch meat man he he locked up man i need some beats and then i was like man i make beats He was like man jay you don't make no beats he don't make no beats i was like nah, nah, straight up i make beats i was like i got beats at my mom i was like like come to the house and then he, they, none of them believe me so then i finally talked to him and come to my mom's house and then and then they heard my beats. They was like, "Dang, like you been holding out, you been <laughs> holding out." <laughs> so like, uh, yeah, they bought beats from me, and then and then they then they referred me to they homies. You know, like dudes that wasn't in school, stuff like that. So yeah. you got
0: inducted into like the street dreams crowd. <laughs> like the, the the street yeah. dudes wanted to be rappers. Yeah, they had bread to pay you. It was like, bread. cause you think about it back then. And then even now, cats are like, yo, dog, you know, can, can I get this on layaway? Right, right. But you got the cats in the streets that they got the bread to be able to pay for it. They're Ooh, like, bro yeah, bro. yeah,
1: First of all, $500 as a high school kid is like $5 million. Yeah
2: yeah, year. <laughs> yeah, 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 I was bowling. Yeah, that $500. Yeah. <laughs> he like, had his own publishing pay, company back there. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's, that's a ton of money. Yeah,
2: it was fun. Uh, so, yeah, like I was, so, so, so my <laughs> senior year, I just started selling beats to people around the city. And then um I really made a decision when like my second semester in my senior year, uh I found out me and my girlfriend at the time, uh we were together for like two years anyway, but I found out she was having a she was pregnant. Wow. wow. So then I was like, oh man, nah. high school. Yeah. <laughs> so then I was like, I got a What was I- what was <laughs> going through your head? How am I gonna tell my mama? Oh. <laughs> mama <laughs> Mama <laughs> Yeah, that was that was crazy. So yeah, my main concern was okay, how I'm gonna tell my mom because my mom thinks I'm a virgin. <laughs> <You know?
1: laughs> Zero to one hundred. Yeah,
2: and and like you know, I grew up in an all Christian house. Yeah, you know, like nobody has a child out of wedlock. Yeah, you family. grew up in in, oh. in God's home. Yeah, man. So I was like, oh man, this went bad. Uh, so I had to figure out how I was gonna tell my mom, and and then when I finally told my mom, well, I didn't even get a chance to tell my mom. My daughter's mom told my mom wow yeah. so that's a crazy story so I I I, I was so scared to tell my mom because I didn't know how she was going to take it because I knew yeah. she thought I was a virgin and then I was like okay I'm going to just tell her I'm going to just tell her you know I'm going to just bring my girl Paige to the house show her the stomach and she's just going to have to take it rip, so I was just rip, trying to figure it out rip the bandaid off <laughs> yeah <laughs> just kick just fucking cannonball into the cold
0: pool <laughs> <laughs> like there's nothing we can do now that's nothing we can do now <laughs> I wanted to tell you, but I figured it'd be better if I showed
2: you. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So I was like, damn, I'm gonna just bring out I'ma just bring her when she starts showing. And then I was like, nah, that ain't smart. That ain't smart. And then, <laughs> and then like, I don't know, I was just I was just hesitating. And then um my daughter's mom's mom was like, So has John told his mom yet? And she was like, Nah, she's like, Well what's he waiting on? She was like, He's just waiting on the right time and she was like <laughs> Her she mom was like, she, did,
0: she didn't, she didn't see it the way you did.
2: Nah, no. Nah. <laughs>
0: she was like, oh, this motherfucker is gonna hold out. Right, right. <laughs> they need, they need to know.
2: Yo. So like, she's like, well, I think now's the time. So then she's like, call his mom and tell her. Oh, wow. And then she made her call my mom with her on the phone so so oh, she can know. God. Oh. So I'm at school. I had no idea. I think I was like at track practice or something like that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so my mom patient. Yeah, my mom patiently waited until I got home
0: Oh, God Bro, <laughs> I literally could see this happening <laughs> yeah. Like you not having a damn clue <sighs> Rolling up to the
2: crib Yeah, that was a sad day that was What sad happened? Day. So, I, walk, so I, I drive home I get out the car My mom's home early too I was like, oh, mom's home You know <laughs> 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 And so like so I, so I walk in the house I was like, "Mom, what's up? You home early?" She's like, "Yeah, they let me off." And then um, <laughs> she was like, "Come come upstairs real quick." I was like, "All right, cool." I'll go upstairs. I still have no clue. I have no clue. I
0: just like ima- imagine the suspense of this, folks. Like, please, like be with us in this moment, because myself and Joe are literally right behind Jalen in yeah. these stairs.
2: <laughs> Young John in these stairs. Yeah. Go ahead. So I'm going up the stairs, and then she's behind me. And she's just real quiet. I'm like, and I ain't thinking nothing of it for real. So then like she, I get to my room and she literally just, I just hear fast little footsteps. Like she's like five foot one. So I hear her right like run. Oh, wow. oh, <laughs> then I get pushed. Oh, oh And then I'm like, whoa, what's up with you? Like, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. she's like, you're having
3: sex? <laughs> I
2: love that that came before you're having a
1: baby. Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. <laughs> She's like, you're having sex, and I'm like, I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then, yeah, I'll never forget that. And then, uh, I'm like, what are you talking about? And she's like, I told you to use protection if you were having sex. I told you to use protection. Now you got that girl pregnant. She's, like, I was like, wow. I was like. Uh, what are you talking about? <laughs> Yo, what, what girl? I'm not right. happy Then, then she just took all her anger out of me. She just hit me till she got tired, and I just I started crying. I was like, "Mom, I'm sorry, Mom, I'm sorry, Mom, I'm sorry." And then she was like, "What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You don't have any money." Blah, blah, blah. Like she's going in on me, and I was like, "Mom, I'm sorry. I, I have no idea." and 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 she like she literally hated me because she didn't like my daughter's mom she was like i don't like her she got an attitude she's crazy she's like you know if you're gonna do something with her make sure you wear protection i was like mom i'm not having sex i'm waiting till i get married what you talking about (laughs) so uh yeah she was not happy and then um i think i left my mom's house for like a few months and lived with my cousin because i just couldn't take it wow yeah and this is you're still in high school. Yeah, I was still in high school my senior year. So I moved with my cousin for like two months. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just, because I, cause I, my stepdad, he was like, You're stupid. You're dumb. You're going to have three more kids before you're 21. Oh, blah, wow. He went blah, that route on you. You ruined your life. Blah, 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 blah. Wow. You might as well drop out of high school and get your D, GED and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, God. Damn. So I didn't, I didn't like hearing that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like, yeah, me and my stepdad always had like a rocky relationship anyway. Okay. So like, you know, it was like I was like, I don't want to hear that. And then my mom was disappointed. I was like, man, I'm getting out of here. So what was it
0: like? Did you, did you, when you, when you left, did you and your mom just not speak? Or well, how was that like? Um. Because it had to be hard. But then, like, I, I feel like looking back, you start to realize, like, damn, like they're just scared for you.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you don't want your child
0: still in high school having a kid yeah that's too that's, young for that that's
2: not the move yeah so um I understood it yeah I was mad at myself um so I wasn't like I wasn't mad at them I was mad at myself and I was yeah. ashamed you know what I'm saying like as a son and as like a Christian and I was like all that you know what I'm saying I was just like man I messed up yeah you know? and uh so I just it took some time for my mom to like cool down and for like my stepdad to like <coughs> you know cool down and then you know once they once they all accepted the fact that I was having a child and, and she was keeping it, <laughs> it was just like, you know, like, you're still my son. You know yeah, absolutely. And, so, and um like the last couple months of high school I moved back home and uh I just had to figure my life out and just like, what am I gonna do? And then the only yeah. thing that I loved at that time was was music. Mm. Like the only thing that I could see like taking me to levels to where my daughter didn't have to worry was music. Mm. It, you know what I'm saying? So I, that's what I was thinking the whole time. Like, what can I do to, to like, secure my family's future?
0: <clears throat> what was that like for you? Because there are kids out there yeah, that, you know, whether they wanted to or not, most of them not during that age, Um, have a child that young. Yeah. What, what was that like for you uh and your baby's mother at that time? Like, were you guys... Seeing eye to eye, was it like, damn, in the middle of this pregnancy, we done, like, I can't even, like, okay, we're just going to have this, I'm going to figure it out. What was that relationship like for you, and how was that for you, being that young? And being at such a pivotal point, it's like, after high school, it's like, we starting life. Right. Right? Right. And then it becomes, holy shit, I'm starting life, but now, like,
2: it's not my life, it's my daughter's. daughter's life. right. Um, it's weird because, like, nobody in my school really. I think we were like the first, like, there were a couple, like, this is not to be racist, there were a couple white, white, white couples that had like babies and stuff like that, like maybe a couple, right? But we were like the first, like, black couple to like oh. have babies, and then, like, and I was always like kind of lame in high school until like track season came around, yeah, <laughs> so like. And then, like, I guess her us just walking around the hallways, like, as a couple with her being pregnant, like, kind of made us kind of like cool and shit. Like, we in a weird way in my high school, like, I, we was getting like weird attention and stuff like that. And people was like, oh my gosh, they're so cute, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and so, like, it was kind of uh, that was like the first month, like, so kind of warm, yeah, it was like a warm welcome and stuff. And then, like, literally, like, the following year, I felt like 10 like 10 of the homies they all got their girls pregnant. Like it was weird. Wow. It's like we started like a trend in my high school or something like that. It was Straight like domino effect. Yeah, and that's not a good trend. But um <laughs> yeah. It was it was it was hard too cuz like you know people are judging you as you like two kids, like with a kid and they're like judging you walking down the halls, teachers are looking at you shaking their head. You really? know, like other students probably like I heard like people whispering and stuff like yeah. that. So it was just like a weird it was weird, but it was <coughs> um I don't know It was just like I had to deal with it It was like This is my life at this point So I gotta I gotta roll with it And And then To top it all off My daughter's mom Was two years younger than me So wow. She was a sophomore And I was a Senior And that just wow. looked That just looked a little weird mm, So wild. Yeah it was It was interesting man So we and went Y'all
0: were together For fucking two years Or no We were together Two years at that point yeah. yeah so like
2: When we went to prom Young love When we went to prom She was pregnant She was showing Wow yeah And uh, It was just It was just interesting You know what I'm saying Absolutely and At that time I decided To do music full time And so me and my mom Were looking for like Schools and stuff And I was talking to my Daughter's mom about it And she was like With it You know what I'm saying She was like Go do your thing And like you know I'll be here when you get back And then when I get out of School I'll move up there With you And blah 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 Wherever you go And so it was like Everybody on I'm my side Was yeah. good yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah, Everybody on my side Was good So I was rolling with it um, And so I found a school In New York That I wanted to go to It was like uh, called SAE Institute mm. and um, yeah man uh, I went there uh, I left like a month after graduation after high school graduation and um, me and my mom drove that fucking I don't know how long it was like 19 hours that's a long ass ride yeah yeah we drove you know what I'm saying I, I met my aunt that I never knew I had and, I'm, <laughs> and I lived with her in Connecticut because wild because it was free so yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was that it it was cool, man. And I and I, I kissed kiss my daughter's mom goodbye, and like you know, it's like that whole yeah. like thing, you know. So. I'll be back, baby. Straight mo- <laughs> the Straight I'm gonna, movie farewell. I'm moment. Gonna follow my dreams.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> I got us. Well, what was 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 crazy? Is like when you think about doing music, something that's so competitive and and hard, and like yeah, you can be wildly successful at it. And, yeah, you know, but that you didn't take the choice of doing something maybe more secure. Like, yeah. And I think that's a pretty cool decision to chase your dreams, thinking about, like, how you want to provide and be the person for your daughter versus Man. taking what, like, I think... And also
0: seeing it from the standpoint of this is the way that I'm going to be providing. It's yeah. not like, okay, we're going to get lucky here and hopefully... Hmm, no, because
1: you, you could do, like, a more conventional route that might, you know, at that age, it's like... You know, it's it's harder to take a risk. Yeah. You know, some people, like, who feel trapped at their jobs or maybe their conventional lifestyle or the nine to five it's like with no commitments it's still a risk to like leave that security to go chase your dream and become successful at it. Like <coughs> At a young age you had an actual real commitment yeah. but you still made that choice yeah did you ever think about maybe you know doing something more conventional or going another route or were you just like dead ass on music.
2: I never had a plan B because I felt like having a plan B was me. It was like planning to fail and I didn't intend on failing. So I was like, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go hard. You know, like obviously it sounds crazy when you tell your parents, yeah, I'm going to New York. I'm going to pursue music. And they're like, what?
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, it's like I have a kid. I'm going to go be a rock star. Let's do this. It's like, well,
2: you know, that's that's a very challenging thing to do. Yeah. Very unconventional. My stepdad was like, no, you need to be a printer. Cause he's a, he owns his own printing company. Yeah, you going? Yeah, gonna no. Work this for is me.
1: this is what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Working for me. I'm gonna show you the way. Yeah, I was
2: like, nah, bro. Chase these printer dreams. <laughs> so yeah. you had you had
0: a just a motivation beyond anything though at that point then.
2: Yeah, I mean like anything I did as a child, I was always like the best one at it. Like yeah. with basketball or was it track? I was, like broke the school records and stuff like that. So I was always like, whatever I do, I'm gonna be like the the best at it. And so like as I was doing sports and stuff in high school, I was still doing music and I was, I felt like I was like the best producer even, and I didn't even try. I was just like, I'm the best producer in St. Louis. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I, I was telling myself that I had that, sh- I had that shit written out. Mm. I had, um, I had like my, I, had, I was big on MySpace at the time. Wow. Like, yeah, I had like a hundred thousand friends or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. Like, wow. Hey,
1: that's very serious for MySpace. Though. Yeah, 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 bro. yeah. I was
2: real. lit. I was yeah. super lit. I had this moniker. It was like, Jay West, the hottest producer under 21. So, like, I was Ooh. just attract all this, like, um, wow, yeah, 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 okay, attention to myself. And, like, and this was during the heyday, yeah. This is my, my space,
1: space, super influential for, for, I mean, I've yeah. heard that too a lot on this podcast, is yeah, just the influence my space had. Man, if, yeah. you, were, if you were in someone's top eight, <laughs> yeah, 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 my top eight or, was or, lit,
0: or if, or if you had a straight, like, one of your joints playing on, like, some. Chickie's page or yeah, whatnot. it's so like crazy. That. Yeah. That's
2: how I found Miguel a long time ago. Wild. He was on a lot of girls. He had this song called Vixen that was on every yeah. girl's MySpace page. I'm like, who was this Miguel dude, man? Like, you know. For real. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, it's crazy. That's insane. Yeah.
1: But yeah, well, yeah, when you were on someone's page, it's like that was yeah. the yeah. ultimate marketing tool. Yeah. That's it's crazy like, to think about. It. I mean, MySpace was the place for music. It really was. It was. It really was, bro. Was yeah. And then
0: Tom left. Tom. Tom
2: left. He got that quap,
1: though. And we, left all left that, with, and we all yeah. left with him. Yeah. He left with that bag.
0: It's crazy, though, because Tom left with that bag, and what he didn't realize, if he waited a couple of years, like there was a couple hundred M's that were like leaving him. <laughs> as he <was> <laughs> you did. Was, uh, Tom yeah, went right man. back to the whiteboard that he was looking back from. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: that picture's legendary. Yeah. For real. That photo's legendary. Yeah. How
0: was SAE for you as, as a creative? Because, you know, some especially this this is this is where it kind of gets interesting for me is because you're a creator that was fully self-taught right right and then made the decision to go to to music school right how was that for you did you feel like it was sharpening your your tools or at at a certain point did it become a confine for your creativity
2: Mm. everything i do is vibes man so like Music was always a vibe to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I made what I felt like I wanted to make. I, I list. I always listened to the kind of music that, that, that I felt like listening to. So like, I, there was never really no rules and like restrictions. Got so it. once I got to school, I was like, it was like, hello, this is the whole other side of music that you don't know about. Like, yeah. you know, um, the and these people like knew everything too. Like the first day of class, my I'll never forget this. My teachers like can anybody tell me the difference between a condenser mic and a dynamic mic and i was like what <laughs> 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 and, and then like 400 people like raised their hand and i was the only one with my hand down i was like oh, oh man shit. i'm in for some shit <laughs> yeah. so like it wasn't fun to me because it was like it was so technical and so like like i i didn't want to know all that i just wanted to make music like yeah. i didn't want to know like how to, like I had to learn how to use a tape machine and that was fun like I had to like literally like they gave us a, a thing and um on a uh, on a roll of tape and we had to like put a song together and they had the song like all all miscombobulated and we had to like cut it up and put it back together and make it like in sync and in Time, oh, you know wow. what I'm saying? Wow. So like, I had to learn how to do that. That's like, straight surgery, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like I, that's how they did in the old days. So they wanted us to learn like all the way from the tape machines wow. to, to like now. And then they taught us like Logic and Pro Tools, and mm-hmm. they taught us Reason. They like, wanted to make you guys that. appreciate where it came from. Yeah, 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 And it made you like, cause most I was in the uh, audio engineering program, so it made you uh a qualified, like a certified, like recording engineer. Got it. So you know. um yeah, but once I found out that it was m- more than... I thought I was going to go there and like just make beats all day and like use the studio for free and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> once I figured out it was more than that, then I was like, man, I don't know if I want to... I don't know, I'm going to finish this. <sighs> you know what I'm saying? But um, in the tuition, we got a free MacBook. So every day I was waiting for my MacBook. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Because I was on the PC still, and I wanted to get that MacBook. And they purposely waited like three months to give us our MacBooks to see Got who was it. gonna stay in the program, <laughs> literally when that three month when that third month came in, um probably half the class had left, oh, like wow. wasn't even intended no more wow. and they and I think they knew that was gonna happen, so they like wow. kind of like keep your money and keep the Mac and stuff. Like yeah. that. So <laughs> I'm like, man, I'm glad I waited yeah, You're you know over what i just like, give me the MacBook, yeah, I can't wait till y'all give it to me, yeah, yeah right, so um. Uh, but meanwhile, I was internet hustling when I was out there. I, um, I started hitting people up on MySpace and just like, I would like, um, I was like the king of the credits. So like, I would buy CDs and I would like, look you know, through. yeah, look through the booklet, man. I would look at the A&R, the A&R coordinator, the attorney, the manager, the PR. I would look at everything. I would look at, I would fucking Google and MapQuest. I don't know if people remember MapQuest. MapQuest, <laughs> yeah. I would like MapQuest, the, uh, the directions to all the studios in new york that people would record at like platinum <coughs> sound baseline where like kanye wow. and all them would record at. i would just go sit outside these studios and see if i saw anybody important oh, wow. or if i saw anybody like pull up in the Benz or like a bentley or something like that it's <laughs> just like pass out like beat cds so i would be in school like hustling and then i'd be on the internet hustling in school and then after school i'd be like at different studios that i saw like on the back of albums wild and, yeah and i would just like pass out beat cds to people with my phone number on there and just try to like get my name out there, and then I started reaching out to people. Like I was just curious. I was like, okay, let me see if any of these people in these credits have like a MySpace page. And like, lo and behold, like all these A and R's had like MySpace pages. And I would just like reach out to them and like write them on MySpace. And you and, were already popping on
0: MySpace. Yeah, I was popping, so they would see my page so they and they me, would write me back. Like, Wait, who the fuck is this? Right,
2: right. So they all would write back and then everybody yo send me some music and then I would get some meetings and I started like going up in the labels at like 18 years old just like going to Atlantic Records going to Sony Records going to Universal and um you know having meetings it's all in New York it's all in New York Uh, Yeah, Yeah, yes I was having meetings with people and (coughs) granted uh You know, nothing really amounted from that, but I did gain some relationships because my music, my music wasn't up to par like I thought it was. Mm. And so then I was like, okay, there's a reason why they're not calling me back. Maybe I'm not as dope as I think Mm. I am. So then I was like, okay, I need to like intern for somebody or like get inside like some studios with some real producers that are like really doing it. So I would just reach out to people, and then through my space at the time, one of my biggest idols was Ryan Leslie, and um, he had like this huge like YouTube following, and he would like. You know, record himself making beats from scratch, making songs from scratch. He's like, a, he was like somebody I looked yeah, up to who could absolutely. write, produce, sing, rap, engineer himself, and he really himself. utilized
0: the digital growth in yeah, the digital he was one of the age. First. Like he was yeah. out there really
2: putting it out there. Yeah, he killed it. So I reached out to him, his homie, his best friend, his 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 assistant. I reached out to all of them. I was like, Yo, man, I'm the hottest producer in New York. I was just like, Man, y'all need to uh, get me in the studio <laughs> with Ryan Leslie. And then, so like, literally, like his assistant hit me back and it was like, Yeah, Ryan wants to take a meeting with you. So I was like, all right, cool. So I met with Ryan, and um, he let me sit in on some sessions, and I kind of like learned. From it then. seems
0: like he he seems like the type of dude that would like like that tenacity. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And and the fact he's like, damn, you hit seven people on my squad. Like, <laughs> I, okay, yeah. let let me sit down with this cat. Let me
2: sit down just so he stops hitting you up. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't gonna stop. Yeah, because I cause I know how much he used the internet. So yeah. I was like, bro, I'm gonna hit you all the time. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you from every <laughs> angle in this internet. Yeah, yeah. So, um. He was cool, man, and uh, unfortunately that situation didn't work out because I was I had an ego, and I was like, "Yo, man, I ain't trying to sit up here and like just watch you. I want to make make beats. I want to like." I was around when like the Cassie album was being made, like wow. the, the Me and You album and stuff like that, and mm. I was like, "Man, I want to make beats, man. I got beats. I want to make beats. I ain't trying to like sit here and watch you and like do errands and stuff like that." Like, I yeah. wanna, He didn't like my tone and he didn't like all that, so he was like, "Yeah, man. I think I don't think this is a situation for you." Wow. <laughs> no, blah, blah. So I was like, "Oh, man." So I got let down. So
0: then, uh, but you—is it that like you can look back now and be like, because like you were quick to say your ego, which is a very like vulnerable yeah. thing to say, and it's a lot, like it's a it's a, it's a very delicate balance between hunger and, and ego.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was hungry, but I was had an ego too yeah. I knew I was good, but I thought I was better than what I was, Got and it. I didn't realize how not good I was until like I started. So after Ryan, I started um, dealing with this company uh, called Dangerous LLC. And they were producers based out of New York. Um, and they did, like, Window Shopper for 50 Cent and mm. Disco Inferno for 50 Cent. And they were managed by Shaw Money. Wow. Who was, like, the president of G-Unit. Yeah. So um, they were doing, like, all, like, game stuff and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, They had they, some monster they, records, bro. Yeah, they had some crazy big records. They did Car Wash for, like, Christina Aguilera. <laughs> so so I reached out to them on MySpace, too, and they hit me back. And they are just like, yo, you dope, man. Like, come through the studio. So I was like, cool. <clears> so so once, they, once I got around, it's like a... Camp of like six producers and they were all like next level, like fucking just blaze level like type <laughs> producers and I was like, God damn, I suck. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> what, I was wasn't, that, what
1: was that moment like for you? Like stepping in there with your ego and being like, Yo, I'm the hottest dude,
2: and then all, immediately be like, Oh. Shit. I immediately was humbled and I was like, w- w- Was it like that quick? Yeah, oh, yeah. As soon as shit. I heard that music and I compared it to mine, I was like, Mine don't sound like that. <laughs> 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 it's like. <laughs> I was like, I need especially for like, oh, somebody man. that
0: wants to be the best always, and but that like, if you want to be the best, you got to know. You got to to be a student. Well, well,
2: yeah. What did that feel like to you? It felt like my world crashed down on me, and yeah. I and I just had to do some self-realization. But I was I was happy too because I was like, I get to I'm in a situation where I get to learn. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Because you lost at once. Yeah, yeah.
1: See, because that could have also gone the other way, where it could have like deterred you. Be like, oh man, I thought I was. Dope. How am I ever going to get there?
0: Like this again? Yeah.
1: Right, right. right. <laughs> so what in this instance? What kind of was that motivating? That motivated to to kind of keep you in it and, and get past that.
2: Well, uh, I I just always played with the fact that I'm from St. Louis, Missouri, and everybody I know that was doing music was still back home in St. Louis, mm. and I was in New York, awesome. and I was like, since I'm here for a reason, you know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. And then I was in the studio with people who uh, had like hit records on the charts that were like number one at the time, so I was yeah. like. I'm not here by mistake. I'm here by design. So, I gotta, I gotta take this moment and and capitalize and um and learn from it and 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 like just bask in it and and see where it takes me. You know what I'm saying? So it was, it was a it was dope to be there. And then like it was just inspiration every day. Yeah, I got inspired so much that I kind of stopped going to school. I just go to the studio every day. Wow. (laughs) Then I kind of like failed and shit but um <laughs> you don't say yeah so uh yeah i would just go to the studio every day i was good. i wasn't excited about school anymore. No i was excited to go to the studio you had your
0: macbook You were. Good, i had my though.
2: macbook i was good i was Did like three months you good yep yeah man i had my i had my i had my little sony headphones i had my macbook i was super good so i would go to the studio every day and just like you know they had we had a studio in um in the film center i don't know if anybody knows that place in new york but it's on like on Ninth, like like like, Ninth um, Avenue in Manhattan, and there's like hella legendary studios in there. Mm. Um, mini Mafia used to work out of there. Wow. Uh, that's how I met Bruce. And then uh, uh, Fabulous had a studio in there. This guy named Jeremy, oh, I can't forget, it. I can't remember his name, but he did like all the Jay Sean music. Jeremy Scholar, bro. That's his last name? Jay Remy, was Jay good, Remy. baby? Yeah. Janina was I met, good. Him. I met him back in them days. Wow. His studio was right across Orange from Orange Factory Music. Orange Factory, yeah. Yep. So
0: his studio that's, was that's a that's a big bro of mine. Jay. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's the that's homie. That's insane. That's wow. the
2: homie. He gave me he 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 let me like sit under him and just listen and to he's him. He's that, make that beats. guy though. He'll like
0: whip whip that ass in the shade, but he's that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Jay Remy. Yeah, man.
2: Shout out to Jay Remy. <laughs> It's um, in fucking insane yeah man. hell yeah so you like they're doing like
0: the genoskians and shit now mm-hmm, like, yeah mm-hmm. wow
2: i feel you yeah so i'm a kid you know i'm like 18 19 years old at these studios so i'm like man i'm this where i'm supposed to be at you know what i'm saying like i see mini mafia doing their thing and then Jay remy doing his thing and then Dan- <coughs> the people i'm with dangerous llc doing their thing they had an artist sign atlantic named demi and so i was just around that all the time and fabulous in and out the studio you know what i'm saying and like just seeing like these different people, Fifty Cent and like you know Lloyd, Lloyd Banks, like these dudes are huge at this time. You know oh, what I'm yeah. So I mean, like it was that era. I was like, man, this is this is crazy. Um, so that was just my motivating force every day. Just like I need to get on this level to where like they're like rapping on my beats. You know what I'm saying? And, mm. But every day I was like listening to Kanye. <laughs> so like my beats didn't really go with their beats, but like. I was just like a student, anyway, so I had to like transform my. I like switch my production style to like their production style, which was like real heavy, like hardcore hip hop stuff. And then, um, yeah, I did that for a while, and then eventually I just stopped going to school and I was just doing that. And um, I don't know, I just. How long was that? I was in New York for like almost two years. I used to be a wanderer, man. I used to wander around the city all the time, and just like keep like 50, 50 um beat CDs in my in my backpack. And just like pass him out and wait, like outside of studios. So, one time I was outside of Sony Studios and um, I got in and uh, they said, they thought I was bow wow. I had braids. <laughs> 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 He's like, Welcome back, Shot. And I was like, hey. <laughs> yeah, Well, thank you. Cool. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> I'll That's take that.
0: Incredible, dog. Yeah. You nodded your head and walked straight in. Yeah, huh? well,
2: I used that before. I got some free shoes. It's a champ Sports in Times Square. And so like the girl champs I walked in Champs and the girl's like, Oh my god, are you Bow Wow? And I was like, Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting on Jermaine. I was like, Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting on Jermaine right now. Like, you know what I'm (laughs) saying? (laughs) You sold it completely. <laughs> yeah, she's like, oh, my God, I got to tell my boss. We, we can give you some free stuff, like, if you just, like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, cool. She's like, what's I shoot you? So, I, I walked out of there with, like, two fresh pair of Air Force Ones. <laughs> you know, I'm from St. Louis, so I had to get the Air Force Ones. Yeah, but, um, yeah. yeah so I used it before. So, like, when the dude said that, I was like, cool, yeah. I walked straight into the studio. He was signed to Columbia, which is a division of Sony, so. I just walked. I guess he recorded there sometime. So, I walked in. I was just like wandering through the hallways, and it was like this studio ain't even open no more. They shut it down. I think they turned it into like condos or something. But mm, it's wow. like a legendary studio, and um, it's like plaques all over the wall from like all these different albums, from like Michael Jackson, like Diana Ross, and all these people to like current stuff at the time, like um, Mary J. Blige and, and like Alicia Keys and like all these people. It was like super winning. So I was just like, damn, this is dope. You know, and I that, that just inspired me just being in those in that like ambiance. And um I just walked in a studio. I was just walking in sessions and just like peep in and see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? So I walked in one studio and I heard this piano because I love I love pianos a okay, came from church. So uh um yeah, I I, I uh I walked in the studio. And then there was a room full of people in one room, and then they heard me, and then I like, tried to shut the door quiet, and they was like, Yo, who's that? And I was like, oh, fuck, I got <laughs> I caught. Like it's here. Yeah, 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 nah, I, I wasn't gonna go say that. <laughs> <laughs> I used it to get in, but that's it. And, Straight up. But, um, so I was like, Oh, my bad, man. I was, I, I'm i in, the, I'm at the wrong studio session. And he's like, No, nah, come in. What's up? What you like? What you doing? That's and I was like, wild. Oh, shit. So it turned out that was like Brian Michael Cox. Wow. He's a dope producer. And then, um, they was at the Sony Studios recording and they were working on a song called Be Without You from Mary J. Blodge. Wow. And um so he's playing it. They're playing the music. I was like, damn, this shit's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, and uh and they, they told me it was about to drop and stuff like that. So I got to know him. And then um uh they were like, yo, we're about to go get some food. You want some food? I was like, Yeah, let's go. So like, you know, we went outside and went to the front and like I think it was like I don't know if it was like two Benzes or like two Bentleys or something like that. Like two crazy cars pulled up. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, whoa. Two hard bodies came yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. the, the dudes I was with doing the 50 Cent stuff, they had, I think the, the head dude had it, like a Jeep Cherokee. So I was like, man, <laughs> something's off. <laughs> 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 it's like, something's off. And I'll knock to you, Chris Styles. you know, it's all good. But um. I was just like, something adding up here. I was like, I need to do what these dudes are doing. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, So, you know, Brian, um, was ever so gracious, and he hooked me up with like CSAC. He's like, who's your performing rights organization? I was like, I don't got one. So he's like, I'm going to introduce you to the people at CSAC. Wow. So he introduced me to people at CSAC. And this
0: all happened because of your wandering. Wandering around New because York, yeah. at that specific time, you happened to be there. yeah. Door open, you strolled up in there like with your young bow (laughs) wowedness. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then like ended up wandering again.
2: Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I always ended up in situations like that. Like,
0: well, I mean, look, like that's the beauty of life, right? Like, you wander long enough, you're going to find something. Word. You didn't just sit at home thinking like, damn, how can I do this? I need a plot. Like you were out in the, yeah, in the streets. That's this the beauty of it. You were out in the streets. And for you, it was like, well, shit. And you were literally reading the liner notes. Like you were literally hitting it from all angles. Yeah. It was destined for you to end up in a room that would lead to somewhere else. Right. That, that, that's one point. Like I just want to take this moment and harp on. and And really, you know, it's a blessing that you had this in you. At that time, it's also you know it's very fitting being that you've always wanted to be the best, and you weren't. The, to me, what, what's clearly shown here is that there was never a fear of failing, nah. Because it was always opportunity and possibility, and, mm. and 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 a yearning to get there. You you came from a cocky background, not cocky background, but you came from a place in which your ego hadn't been checked in regards to the industry. Like right. When you got put into the rooms and heard the type of music that was being created at the times, like you weren't ready. If 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 Brian Michael Cox on a random said, Yo, I need you to like work with Mary, you'd literally yeah. sit there and be like Yeah, I ready. knew I wouldn't be ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. But you had put yourself in a position where now by chance, right, but it was a chance that you had literally put into motion. Right. Right, are here. Right, and that's a blessing. Like it's like, that's a, if there's something that somebody in your path could take away. <clears throat> you know, everybody hears about the stories like the Cole waiting outside Chase Studio forever and all that. Like, right. The craziest thing is all these things sound a lot better than they are. Yeah. Like wandering, like looking back now, can sound really dope. But it's like you went out there because you had a mission. Yeah. Nah, it wasn't that fun. I took my hat off to you, Sometimes
2: it was cold as hell outside. All these studios have locks in their doors. You got to get buzzed in. All these labels have security. You know what I'm saying? So it was like a lot of standing outside and cold. It was a lot. And I was broke as hell, so I was hungry and shit. You know what I'm saying? I like. It's just like not cool, you know what yeah. I'm saying. Sometimes I would sleep outside of studios because I knew like rappers wouldn't leave till like 3, 4, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. Oh, wow. So I was like waiting outside of Baseline Studios, hoping to see like, like Hov and like Just Blaze or like Kanye, oh. Kanye and like Benny Siegel or one of them guys, because um, the Blueprint, uh, the Black album uh, had came out and stuff like that. So I was just trying to like just get in, you know what I'm wow. saying. So I was always like outside somewhere. And you read the liner notes <laughs> yeah. on every single project. Yeah, you every every project. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, I was just like, those, those are cool times. So now I think about it, but yeah, so B Cox was like the first guy to like bring me into like some official shit. So I was signed to c with no, I have no songs coming out, nothing like that. And then, um, so through MySpace again, um, I got reached out to by, by a company that should remain nameless. Uh, and they're like, yo man, we are, we're a LA based company and we love your music. And you got brought to our attention a couple of times. And uh, we wanted to know if you would, com- like, want to come out here and, like, be a part of our production company. And I was just like, hell, yeah. And um, and I was like, but I'm in New York. I ain't got no money. Like, <laughs> You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't in school no more. And I have a job. I got fired from um, Finish Line for like, not coming on time and stuff like that. So, uh, they're like, well, we'll fly you out. I was like, oh, okay, well, can y'all talk to my mom? You know what, <laughs> you what I'm saying? For <laughs> real. Yeah. <laughs> So I had them call my mom and then they're like, wow, that's incredible. Yeah. They call my mom and they're just like, yo, we think your son's incredible and we want to fly him out. And like, you know, um, we want him to be a part of our production company. And she was like, well, who are you guys? And so they kind of told themselves about, told her about themselves Mm -hmm. and she was sold, you know, she loves American Idol. She loves like all the stuff that they were doing and stuff like that. So she was like, okay, cool. So. So I flew out like two days later from New York to L.A. I, and my meanwhile, like my daughter was born. I saw my daughter maybe like one time. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, yeah. I went back when she was born. She was born in November, so I stayed. That's that's part of the reason why I failed out of school because I went back and mm. uh, I stayed home from like November fifth she was born till like January. <laughs> so I like missed the whole November of school. And, uh, <clears throat> uh, but yeah. So I think I flew out there like in like March. Two thousand six, mm. and I flew to LA. Never been to LA before. Wow, uh, and it was dope. It was dope. I was in the studio. I, I, they like put me in right away. I was in the studio with like Marcus Houston and Omarion They were killing at that time. in like two thousand six. I was like, yeah, uh, yeah. That was like Straight their up. time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So like, they, they and then they were doing like the Dream Girl soundtrack. Oh, um, wow. And a whole bunch of stuff. So it was a lot of stuff going on. I was in the studio, like, seeing Jamie Foxx in the hallways and, like, all these different people in the hallway. You know, Jennifer Hudson, big Jennifer Hudson. Wow. And, like, all these different people. And I was just like, am I really here off MySpace? Like, this is this crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, shout out. Were
0: you putting music out consistently on MySpace? Yeah, I was changing
2: my I was changing my playlist, like, every week. Oh, okay. Like, every Friday. You know, Got I was, it. like, putting new beats up there and stuff like yeah. that. So it was only beats, though. Like, it wasn't, like, I didn't have I wasn't recording I wasn't singing or nothing back then so but yeah so um that was a dope situation at the time and then but they had this like crazy contract and a bunch of other stuff went down and then the situation ended up not working out and then they kind of um got really upset with me and then like they they had me in a house and so they like kicked me out and they took all my stuff then they brought it to the studio, like, all my bags and my suitcase, and they brought it to the studio. Wow. And then they, like, put me on the street. And they're like, you're never allowed back here again. But That's wow.
1: That, That's so dramatic. Yeah.
0: It's literally like a movie but scene. You, like, you know what's crazy, though? Like, I commend you for this because it, it came down to you not signing an agreement, yeah? It
2: came down to me not signing an agreement.
0: Kay. And This yeah. is one of those things, dog, that, like, a lot of people in this game get fucked up
1: Tell them, new shit. Cats,
0: like, cats that want to be on so bad Tell and then new are willing to say like, you know, and, and they will remain nameless. But yeah. it's crazy how this game is built upon getting fucked one way or another. <laughs> right? For real, though, because it's like as an artist, you realize like, you know, Le- Leor Cohen's gone on record to say this shit like, look, on your first deal, I'm going to fuck you. Word. Yeah. But if you if you if you outlast that and all this, then we're gonna get rich together. Right? It's like it's like an indentured servitude, if you will. And rarely does, does do people have people in their corners that can look in an agreement, sends the people that are giving it, right? A lot of times people come in like big weight, like, You're my idol, like of course I'm gonna just sign away my life to you. Right. Why not? Right. Right? But then when you have somebody that sees something like this and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's in that yeah, are was like, "Wait, these are the the deal points here." Yeah, yeah. So, uh, y'all gonna
2: talk to my lawyer
0: or, or what? They wanted
2: me to sign the contract as is, They're straight like, up, no negotiations, straight up. That's and, what they told me. And, and for, for you, and you
0: had the, you had the, the 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 foresight to be like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, yeah.
1: why? Like, what what gave you that foresight? Or what if it was the worst deal in the world? I, there's still a million people that would still sign that and probably have throughout the, the course of music industry." Yeah, why? You know, you're you're in LA is a great. It could be a good opportunity to get, start building your career. And and some people, like Nushi said, you go into this mindset of sometimes you got to get fucked just to play the game. Yeah, and sometimes you but sometimes
0: you never come back. Like so, you, you make a music, not making a goddamn thing. Well,
2: you know? a lot of times. So yeah, what what yeah. was that for you to say no? Um, I just read a lot of stories about people who got fucked. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like people. Work. And then when I came out to LA, when I was in New York, you know, like. Like, like, for instance, like the people I was with and they had hits on the radio at the current hits, you know what I'm saying? Dude had a Jeep Cherokee and yeah. the other dude just like had like two Bentleys. I was yeah. just like, you know, something's Something wrong, wrong something's yeah. wrong with yeah. that paperwork. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So Straight I was up. Like, you know, and I was and I had a lawyer and he was like, yeah, if you sign this contract, I can't represent you. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's Thank like, God and, for that yeah, he was like, he's like, I know you want to do this really bad. He's like, but it ain't right. And let me tell you why he told me why you know what I'm saying so you had good man, representation the yeah, influence
1: yeah.
0: of
2: a lawyer man that's, yeah. can you, some, you imagine some of the, the, the most. that come in though and
0: they're like here's your lawyer right cause that happens a lot hey here's oh. your lawyer he drafted this agreement for us uh,
1: that right. happens I mean that right. happens all the time yeah I know some um, people that's happened to that's yeah I mean that happens all the time yeah no but sh- I mean it's so important to have a good lawyer in this that was dodging a b- bazooka not a bullet yeah I'd
2: probably still be in a contract right now shh
1: <sighs> Was that sca- yeah? Was that scary for you to
2: say no? Yeah, it was scary to say no because I knew if I said no, that mean I was going home. Mm. <laughs> so, home, so I as tried. I wasn't back to St. Louis because I had to quit school and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, I didn't want to go back home. I was like, I'm here in LA. I want to like make this work somehow, some way. I hope they like like me enough to like just work with me. But they kept yeah. saying like, "There's no negotiation. Just tell your lawyer like it's a dirty game. It's bro. ready." That's like. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But and then after that it was
1: <laughs> what I, what I love is that the true colors actually come out cuz it's like all nice and great and they'll talk to your mom and the, all these things yeah. and then it's like oh yeah. no hold on you said no get his Here, ass out. Here's your bags and go stand on the fucking sidewalk cuz that that's where you live now. It's
0: not even like come on let's get the fuck out. Let's get, Don't get let the, the fuck door out. Into on the fucking way like you're banned
2: from the third floor of this building forever. Like, you're, wow. you're, you're
1: thinking like, hey,
0: you know, I'm a nice guy. I'm talented.
1: I'll say no, but, you know, maybe they'll they'll still work with me. It's like, that's not how this game works, yeah. listeners. Nah. At all. At nah, all. Like, not even for a second. Like, that dream or that thought, no, 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 no. This is how it works.
2: Right. That's, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I know it was that cutthroat, so. So I was like distraught, man. I was like walking around the streets of Hollywood, like I don't know nobody. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to figure wow. out, okay, how, that was how long was that period? What about I was I was home? I was I was out there on the well, streets well, for like the
0: period where you got flown out.
2: Oh, that was like a and month it. and a half. Got it. I was out here for like a month and a half, and I, I so drug I drug it out time. as long as I could. <laughs> what, what,
1: what was that that
2: that day like?
1: Going out on the streets and and figuring it out. Did you you know hop to a hotel? Did you?
2: I mean. I had zero dollars. They they took my money. <laughs> I had I didn't have a cell phone. They took the cell phone back. Oh, like, so like walking. so I'm walking and I came from New York. It was cold, so I you know and it's and it's hot in LA. So I had like my winter jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> I think at the time I was growing my hair back, and I and I couldn't afford to go to the barbershop shop and get a shape up. So my hair was like just crazy, wow. and like I was walking around the streets of LA. I had like four suitcases. And I was like wow. in Hollywood off Coenga, just like <coughs> okay, like where do I go? So I just started walking. Wow. And then I ended up I ended up at the Beverly Center. I was like walking for hours. From Coenga,
1: <laughs> <bro>. Yeah. <laughs> That's a nice walk. Yeah, that's
0: a nice walk. Yeah, and what he means by nice is a long fucking
2: long walk. So walk. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, a man. that's a healthy walk. That's crazy because along the way I was asking people for money, like so I could use a really pay, wow. so I could use a payphone and get some food, and nobody would give me any money. Like, Literally I was,
1: within wow. like a, two hours, your life flipped completely upside down. Yeah,
0: wow. You went from
1: being a producer in L.A. to
0: on the streets begging for money. Yeah. What the what? what was that like like w- 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 can you take us through that moment because this is your intimate as moment you take us through that moment where you literally walking down god knows which street from coinga to the beverage so It was a melrose i don't even remember some street right you're walking down then it becomes like well shit dog i don't have anything i need it becomes a necessity right i yeah. need to ask for something yeah what was that moment like Mm-hmm. Or was it just like, okay, well shit, we're here right now. Like I gotta figure something out. Or was it because that's that that's a that's a
2: devastating blow. I got pride, man, but I had to put my pride to the side and just like mm. you know, I was hungry as fuck. You know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> like, so I needed to get some food. I was just asking people for like a dollar or fifty cents. Like literally hungry, not like ambitious, like yeah. Yeah. straight up. Yeah, I was like literally couldn't get fifty cents from nobody. Wow. I literally was at a light. I remember this lady, she was in a drop top red Bentley. And I was like, ma'am, <laughs> I was like, ma'am, if you have any cash on you, like, and I saw a big wad of cash. It's like, if you have any cash <laughs> on you, <laughs> wow, could you please give me like a dollar? Like, I'm starving. I don't mean to bother you. I'm not, I'm not homeless or nothing like that. I just, I'm just going through a rough time. Wow. And, and she looked at me. She said, get a life. And she's <laughs> oh like, <my> no. <laughs> she like drove. Get what the she like skirted oh. off. So I was like, damn, these people are harsh out here, man. Get a life. Yeah. And yeah, so I went, I made it to the Beverly Center. And I was like, I didn't know why I went to the Beverly Center. Someone just said, go to the Beverly Center. So I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm walking. I got like, I got a book bag on. I got like a duffel bag. And I got two suitcases that I'm dragging like this with wheels on it. Wow. So like. It's hot. You're sweaty. It's hot. I'm sweaty. I got an afro. Got the bubble jacket on. I got the bubble jacket on. It was like this fubu jacket with fur on it. <laughs> Um, Who yeah, it was. A, you?
1: I, I, I would look at you and be like, "What the hell is?" Yeah, this I probably dude? look crazy Ooh. as
2: hell. So I'm walking through the Beverly Center, and um, I went to the bathroom and I like washed up, like I took some towels and stuff because <laughs> I, I was sweating crazy. Oh my god! So I washed up, washed my underarms, changed my underwear. <laughs> like I was like drenched, and um, like freshened up, changed my clothes, went to the fucking um, department store in there. Uh, spray some cologne (laughs) and just like I was just like just walking around and I was just like dang just like just like thinking like damn yeah I was just wondering again I was just like damn my life is crazy right now like you know like I don't have any way to contact my mom I was asking to use people's phones too nobody would let me use their phone they thought I was like gonna take it and like run or something so I'm like okay so I was just sitting in the food court (coughs) in the Beverly Center when they had a food court and uh I was just chilling man just like Just trying to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? And and I just was crying and stuff and like praying. And I was just confused and just just distraught. I don't know. I just decided to go back and just walk around. And uh, this fine-ass model chick just kept looking at me. And I was like, damn, what's she looking at? You know what I'm saying? Like, it was weird. I'm like, I know I look crazy, but, you know. And then then, um, I went back to the food court because I I was tired of walking. And she was in the food court she just kept looking at me and smiling. I was like, okay. What's good? <laughs> I know. What's good, baby John? Hey, was What's good? baby girl. Let me holler at you real quick. Nah. So, uh, <laughs> so like... Got a nice... I like the fur. You, at, it, like, you remind me
0: of...
2: Uh, <laughs> right, right, right. I like So fur. She, so, she went to the uh, Sobrero line to get some pizza. It was kind of long. And uh, so, I went and stood behind her like I had some money. <laughs> and then I started talking to her. And she's like... She's like, so what are you doing with all those bags? And I was like, man, let me tell you something. I just signed my record deal. I just signed the capital, and my hotel ain't ready yet. I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so I'm just here at the Belly Center. Foul, just. The inner Bow Wow came <laughs> out Yo, of it. For real. So I was you know, like, Yo. As a matter of
0: fact, like my driver dropped me off, got in an accident. You know what, what I'm saying? <laughs>
2: Yo, so I'm like, yeah, man, I just signed my deal. Quick with it, though yeah man she was fine I was Like, so i just signed my deal you know my in my hotel ain't ready so i just came to the Rip, beverly center to kill some time <laughs> and she's like oh that's what's up so you sing i was like yeah you know i sing a little bit and you know, i produce blah 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 and she's like wow that's so cool i never really met a like a musician musician before she's like i model i was like oh that's dope whatever whatever so we just start talking and and then she got her a pizza and i was she's like you know one of them I'm like "Nah, i'm not hungry i'll just I changed my mind You're starving Yeah, starving. You, were starving. yeah starving. you are starving When well, you were looking
0: At that pizza like I was man. looking at that
2: pizza Like I wanted to just inhale <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to inhale That pizza man <laughs> So like You know So we're talking And then she's like So what are you gonna do And I was like I don't know I was like I don't really know anybody here And then she's like Well you can hang with me Until they like Get your hotel ready Wow And I was like oh, Okay dope So she let me go to her house um, she, she had a house in the hills I don't know what her dad Or her parents did Or does Or whatever Wow Yeah so she let me stay At her place And I took a shower This was after I was like Wandering on the streets For like I think the first Like two days Yeah for like two days And um, I, I went back To the Beverly Center And that's, I met her the second day And um, She let me take a shower At her place And everything And uh. Wow Wait, where'd I you call you stay my mom n- where'd you stay that night where at night
1: or oh, this is still that that same day
2: no 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 I was oh. I was on the streets for like two days oh so, so yeah, I, I would go to the baby center to like wash up and stuff like that and then yeah so where'd you I, I'm just curious like yeah where'd, where'd I, I sleep? sleep yeah I'm just curious <laughs> the first time I slept on the side of the SLS hotel like in the back wow it is what it is I put myself in, I mean I didn't put myself in a situation I was just like you know I I'm not no kid like I gotta just thug it out and so, like, I just posted up with my suitcases. <laughs> just went to sleep at, on the back of the SLS. Then the second time, I think I went to sleep like somewhere, like off, like, burden some like in between, like yeah. this apartment complex. So, and I would go to the Beverly Center and wash up. So then the, the third day is when I met the girl. And um, another girl. No, no, the the, the, the model chick. Girl. Yeah. Okay. So I met her, and then she took me to her crib, and that's when I took like a real shower, and then I called my mama. Uh, and I told her what happened, and my mom was like crying and stuff like that. How did
0: you and the girl link back up that third day?
2: No, I met her on the third day. Got it. Yeah, I okay, met her on it, the third day, it, and it, she it, took it, me, it, to it, me to her crib. So she took me to her crib, and um, and I showered and called my got mom it. and told her everything. That shower must have felt so good. Man, great. I was like the best shower ever. Yo, for <laughs> like, <real>. And, <laughs> like, and you and got
0: taken to the Hollywood Hills, though.
2: You yeah, know what she mean? had a crazy like- Condo. She in, in <laughs> life right now. And had, yeah. you,
0: had you eaten? Like, you ever She eat?
2: she fed. She had so much food at her house. Yo. <laughs> she has so much. At, at food. that
0: point, the Sabaro was like, but "Yo, you, what you, are we cooking?" Right.
2: <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm hungry now. You got some food? And she's
1: like, <laughs> you know, he's like starving, but he's like eating like real casual and slow, and just. I think it. I was inhaling food. of you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were you just? <laughs> yeah. She's like, her name's
2: Carmen too, man. I call her my guardian angel. That's incredible. Yeah. Shout hey, shout out to, to Carmen. Shout out to Carmen, man. I took her shopping too.
0: That's incredible
2: Uh, After I got some money That's incredible (laughs) But yeah So Carmen let me Use a shower and stuff And she let me like uh, Just like Wash up And call my mom And get comfortable and my mom bought my plane. At this
0: point, were you still signed the Capitol or like did it come
2: out? <laughs> I was never signed the Capitol, bro. No, but that's what I'm saying. Oh, t- I had to tell her the truth. Okay, I told okay. her the truth. Were you
0: still yeah. the artist whose yeah. hotel was getting cleaned out? Yeah,
2: nah. I, t- I had to tell her the <laughs> truth. All right, perfect. What, what would she say when you told her? She's like, well, you didn't have to lie to me. I was that's like, well, way. I was just like, I didn't think. I, that was the first thing that came to my mind. And, and I probably look crazy for having all the suitcases. So I didn't yeah. know how to like to tell you that. Incredible, yeah. yeah. And She was like, "It's fine." She so was like, "It happens." Uh, blah. That's so awesome. Like, you know what I'm saying? Wow. So, so then my mom bought my plane ticket, and and she got it for a Saturday, and I was at the girl's house on a Thursday. So the girl let me stay with her for like two days. Incredible. And just like chill, and like and we we like that was like my homie. You know what I'm saying? Like literally just met her at the Beverly Center, and we just got like real close. And um, that's,
0: a diff- that, that's a human connection right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like take you in, give you shelter, give you food. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, like, man. Listens to your truth. Yeah, man. It's actually a little bit like, wait, why'd you lie? Yeah. But you're still kind. Yeah. Imagine, like, there's a beauty in that.
2: Word. You know what I'm saying? Nah, then, it was lit.
0: Yeah, that's, that's incredible. It was dope.
2: It was cool. And, um, yeah, and we just, yeah, she let me stay there until I went back to St. Louis. And my mom flew me back to St. Louis. And then I told her everything when I landed. And she was just like crying, like, "Dang, how could they do that to you?" Like, blah blah blah. And I was just like, "Mom, I I I did it. I lived in New York, didn't work out. I lived in L.A., didn't work out. <coughs> I quit." <laughs> it's like, wow. I was like, "I don't want." Where's do that it. printer? <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's like I don't <laughs> want to do. I you
0: about to step that <laughs> up. Yeah. Wow. It's like I
2: quit. I don't want to do music no more. It's, it's these people are crazy. How old were you at this point? Um, uh, like nine, like twenty. Yeah, I was twenty, and um, and I had a daughter, and so. My daughter's mom was like, you you done been this place and you done been that place. You still mm. broke. You ain't got no money. Mm. So I was like, wow. I need to just get a job and just like man up, boss up and just like take care of my daughter, man. So I moved back home. Me and my daughter's mom still together. I moved back home and I'm in town. I was working at FedEx at night, like 8 to 12 p.m. I was working at McDonald's in the daytime. Wow. And I was just thugging, man, for like a year. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. I, yeah. That was my life. <laughs> were you Were you hitting the music
0: when you got back home, or was it nah, just so work? I, I didn't. Work? Nah, you you I didn't take a step I, back. I, I quit. You quit. I didn't do you were music. Done.
2: Wow. Yeah, I was done. It'll put you like, on I'm, your ass, man. Yeah, I was, I was done. I was like, I'm like, that dead. is fucking insane. <laughs> yeah,
0: I feel it though, but it's like Damn these me. moments happen. Yeah. So you were a year of FedEx to make that, like anything you could do to make money. At that yeah. point, it became daughter. Yeah. It was always daughter, but it was that, always daughter. at that point it became like let's stop dreaming a little bit like let's have <laughs> a little substance. Yeah.
2: I was just like cuz and, and it was <sighs> more you know I didn't want to stop dreaming. It was just like I had some crazy opportunities that you know people probably people a lot of people thought I was lying when I would yeah. tell people back home, you know what I'm saying? Like like I sent my mom pictures of like you know Jennifer Hudson in the hallway and stuff like that, just so she wouldn't think I was lying. Yeah. Like you know, people thought I was lying. Like yeah. Yeah. these are I mean, regular people yeah, in back this, home. Yeah, you know in what this I'm saying? World,
0: like like it, it, that's so far from yeah what their truths are. Yeah. How was how was that for you that year? Like, were you cool? Was it like I quit? I'm done. Cool or like was it? Nah, because when you through your mind
2: when you love something that much, it's it was um. Like I love music, like to my core, you know what I'm saying, and I and I had this vision in my mind, and and the fact that I didn't make it there bothered me, mm. but what happened to me with that these people out here in L.A. it it hurt me, yeah. So through the hurt and the emotion of it, I was like, I can't do this no more. Yeah. But the <laughs> the fighter and the winner in me was like. You about know, to come back
0: stronger.
2: Yeah, you are gonna have to figure it out. Like this job is just temporary, bro. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's. Yeah. So then, like maybe like six, seven months into moving into into living back home in my mom's house, um, I start getting the itch again. I was like, man, you know what I'm saying? And then at that time, um, I got approached by, um, I got approached by some like people in the hood. And this rapper named Huey was popping at the time. He had this song called Pop, Lock, and Drop It out. And he's from St. Louis. And so, like, um, some That's of his. history,
0: dog. What the fuck? <laughs> he said he had this song called Pop, Lock, and Drop <laughs> It at the time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, my, like, no, like, no. Like I didn't Mar- know if that was big outside of St. No, Louis. Like, like, yeah. like, motherfuckers across the states wasn't listening to that. I, I thought that was some St. Louis shit. My bad. I ain't know. My, oh, my, shit, my bad man. for getting so offended, but goddamn. This Persian ass kid was fucking yeah. pop-locking and dropping like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> and That's thank funny. you thank you to the homies
1: just doing the sh- the, the call, calling you out right there. <laughs> <laughs> right right
0: right. Yeah. Right. That's what you guys well, are they for. Were thank just, you. They, they were just embracing the ness. you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like poplock like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so yeah. he had that
2: that was popping. So yeah, so some of my homies like I like I used to always be around thug dudes like you know oh, what yeah. I'm saying? So like some of my homies was cool with some of his homies. So they were just like, you know, um you know, Huey doing his album, dog. You might want to give him some beats. I was like, man, I ain't made beats in a long time. I, like, I probably ain't got no beats. So so I went to go meet Huey and um uh and this is when it was still buzzing the city, he didn't even make it national yet. Like he didn't even shoot the video for Pop Lock like, and Drop yet. So like um he was like, Yeah, man, like I keep hearing that you got that hot shit and you like was out in New York and LA and blah blah blah. I was like, Yeah, man, um, let me hear your music, let me see where you at. So he played me some of his music and I was like, Okay, cool. So, um <laughs> this has
0: just kind of become a thing. When like a song <laughs> became one of those
2: things.
0: Hey, <laughs> like only fucking St. Louis, dog. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, man. That shit was a movie back then.
2: Word. Yeah, man. And now cool. we setting
0: the stage. He having a convo with
2: Hewitt. Yeah. Cool. So I'm having a convo with Huey in the studio. We in like some basement studio, like in the hood. And like it's a bunch of like bloods and stuff around, you know. I, but I was, I was always like, whatever, you know, I went into that. I just wanted to make music. So yeah. uh, he's playing me his music and then he's like, Yeah, man, so man, like, yeah, I'm trying to wrap this album up and like, you know, like in a few days. I mean like in a couple weeks. He's like, So yeah, like some like just give me some beats. <laughs> so I was like, All right, cool. So I'm gonna go home and make some. So I went home like that night and I opened up my Fruity Loops and I was back on it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like it's like maybe like seven months into me being in St. Louis. And I just made like four beats that night. And um and I and I and I went and I met up with him the next day and then he literally like went straight to the studio and he rapped on one and he made this song called Adidas that he had put out. Like he shot a video to it. <laughs> hey, the podcast's
1: over now. We're
2: done.
1: <laughs> thank you guys. Thank you. It's been it's been real.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. So that was like our first little joint that we did together. And then he shot a video to it. Um and they put it out and it was kinda like like a like a street like little buzz record or whatever. And then um he's like I need to join for my album and at the time I was obsessed I was obsessed with like Scott Storch. So Legend. He had, yeah, legend, man. Yeah. Yeah like key
0: game has been uh, the, fucking the best. Juilliard Prolific from Jump.
2: You, know, you know he was the re- original keyboard player in the roots, on the roots yeah. Come on, baby.
0: I'm yeah, just letting man. You
2: know. yeah, man. Scott Storch is like one of my idols. So like um I was just a big fan of his work because he had like the kind of production like you couldn't tell it was him. You know how like some producers yeah. at the time, like Pharrell, you could tell the Pharrell beat. Yes. Yeah. You know, like Timberland, you could tell yeah. the Timberland beat. But like Scott Storch, you couldn't tell. Like he would do like Lean Back, and then he would do like Me, Myself, and I for Beyonce. Yeah. So it was like I liked that because it yeah. was like you know then he would do like Cry Me a River. You know what I'm saying? So it was like this dude had jams, and you could literally couldn't even really pinpoint him unless you listened to like the, the little. Is
0: the fucking gateway in production. Yeah. Though.
2: Yeah. So. Um at the time he had this song called um he had this song with Lil Wayne called Make It Rain. Uh and that was like one of my favorite like rap <laughs> hey, songs. He, he keeps
0: he, doing it. Know, he just keeps fucking, doing it. Like he had this song called and like <laughs> what if you, if you keep speaking on it as if it was like a fucking a Paper airplane that just flew by you. You know, he's out here like, yeah, you know, and at the time, like, there was this record, just like, you know, Kanye called it through the wire. <laughs> <laughs> no, <you> know. <laughs> nah, I'm not meaning no, to no, do no, it. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that you're specifically doing it. I'm just saying, if, if you make, and I'm not saying you're making a sound, you're trying to be ultra humble. No, I'm just saying, in the way of the story, if you go, like, yeah, you know, Jay, you know, I was with Jay. I was in the room, and like he just, you know, he heard this record, and he was making a song cry. And I was like, he's those, he's you know, and then and then, you know, Shorty passed me a Gatorade, and it was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was,
2: yeah. This girl passed me a Gatorade, and her name was Beyonce. You know? Yeah, that <laughs> this girl uh, and, and, and this was back when she was in love
0: with him, and he had like sixteen hoes on the side. And, you know? Yeah, so so he yeah, had
2: the record with Wayne. So he had a record with Wayne called "Make It Rain" as my favorite rap song. And then um one of mine too, dog. Yeah, not,
0: like I'm, the, I'm, the, I'm the, sitting here getting blapped by Mike Tyson. Right
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, so I just took that beat and I made my own version of that beat. Word. And I sent it to Huey, and Huey loved it. And then they put T Pain on it, <laughs> and that was right before T Pain was like T Pain, T Pain. That's like right before like Buy You a Drink. Oh. Uh, so like, so that was my first like major placement. It came out on Huey's debut album. It was called Tell Me This G Five and uh that's my first like album credit you know like and that was my that's my first incredible, like incredible dog yeah. Wait, are you still working at mcdonald's yeah i was still start? working at mcdonald's that is fucking incredible
0: dog and yeah.
1: fedex b see i i love that like when you were in new york in the studios and when you came out to la and had that opportunity in the in the contracts like no shit really popped off but while you're working at mcdonald's and <laughs> fedex you're getting your first credit yeah I love that shit, man. And yeah,
0: no, but look, shout out. Okay, look. Can we can we I want to bring back the the through line of the hood. Yeah. Right. Shout out to the hood. Shout out to the hood, really. Cuz the hood was giving you $500 licks here and there. Yeah. And then you come back from being broken and it's like the hood's back. Yeah. The hood's giving Young Jalen. Yeah. RC baller like loves to draw, knows he's like quiet and about the vibes like it, it's funny because like i want to make an assumption like you were probably that dude that the hood cast knew was hella talented yeah and knew just had a vibe so like they yeah. brought you in yeah it was like bro we about to protect this young one i'll like. be scared sometimes too bro. yeah like he's not one of us <laughs> right <laughs> that's insane
1: yeah yeah what was that like getting back into music and then having that quick kind of success with it did that jump start something in you yeah
2: that made me like okay um this is dope. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I got my first, like, industry, I got my first, like, check, and it was $2,500. It wasn't that much, but it was, like, you know, $2,500 that I didn't have, and I was like, okay. Because when, when you get kicked down like
1: that, especially in something like music, it's like your ego goes with that and your yeah. confidence goes with that and your creativity yeah. goes with that, too. Yeah. It's like. But Roche, the lo- you was hella young still, so too, though. Yeah, though, like but I'm, I'm yeah. saying, like, when you're working, <laughs> think about this. When you're working at McDonald's and FedEx and you come home smelling, like, fries and Big Macs and, like, em- envelopes,
2: then I started
1: then I started working at Chick-fil-A Shit. and and mm-hmm. chicken sandwiches mm-hmm. making Shout that popcorn chicken Lato, dog. how good can, I mean um, how good can your like he's talking about vibes here with with the, with the yeah, you got the candles the and the, and the, the vibes are definitely like, the, like the, your vibes awesome. coming home and sitting on that keyboard player yeah uh, on that lying. keyboard is like you know I feel you. It, it it's not the most confidence boosting to to make you the most inspired. He was dipping word. in some Polynesian
0: sauce like you broke your
1: So <laughs> shout out to Chick-fil-A.
0: <laughs> For real. So yeah. so
1: you know being creative in that, you know, can can be really tough. You yeah. Know? I mean people talk about like writer's block and things like that, but just aside from that stuff, mm. just like sitting down after being exhausted from working these jobs, it's like and you're, you're, you're not necessarily you're not necessarily yourself. feeling like the man coming in on'm like making like banger beats and the hottest shit. it's just like yeah,
2: it, it doesn't necessarily necessarily parallel <laughs> the thing about that was like I'll be at work like I was work, start working at chick-fil-a and I'll be at work and I'd be in the ba- and it was like I worked at like this real like bougie mall and they they had just built the chick-fil-a but then they hired like a bunch of people from the hood so like <laughs> <laughs> so like it would be like us in the back <laughs> You know, <laughs> Yo, it's like
0: schools where they busting in the kids. From yeah, the
2: city. yeah, and it was like I was the only one with a car and shit. So like, it'd be like us in the back. They all be trying to calm me into taking them back home. Like at the end of the shift, so I, <laughs> I have to like leave early so they wouldn't. They didn't want to take the bus. So like, it was just weird because like I'd be working at Chick Fil A and they'd be in the back like rapping and stuff like that. And like we, we just all like just be freestyling and stuff like while we making yeah. people food. And like, and then and then like people like, one of the dudes said that it kind of like really like made my mind switch. Um he was like, yeah, man, because we were making like seven twenty-five. He was like, man, I want to be the manager of this joint, man. You know how much the manager make? Man, he make like ten seventy five, bro Like, man, I could get a house in North County with that. And North County was like where like the black people move when they get money in St. Louis. <laughs> it's like, man, I can get me a house in North County with that. <laughs> and I looked at him, I was like, 1025 uh, <laughs> <know." laughs> That's dope to you. you got your <laughs> like, fucking uh, damn mind. And I up? just, I just like went outside myself, and I was like, <laughs> "You floating above it." Yeah, like, I was like, also. I mean, it also shows where like your standard is for yourself it, too. Yeah, my mom, my mom is a registered nurse now. She's a doctor, so it's Ooh, like, wow. it's like, man, she was. I think when she was working in the hospital, she was making like sixty dollars an hour or some seventy dollars yeah. an hour or something like that. So I was just like, and then she just switched the salary, so it was like, you know. When he said 1075 was like a goal for him to, and he could get a house wow. with it, I was like, bro, you ain't getting no house with no 1075. <laughs> I was like, man, why am I working with these people, man? What the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> like, wow. And you just
1: went from the Bentleys, from the Cherokees to the Bentleys. Yeah. To
2: You
0: yeah. to, uh, to, side-eyed to, the to, Cherokee too. It was like. <laughs> then, uh, to yeah, yeah, the
1: 1075. Yeah. He's like, y'all getting fucked. Well, I was I making
2: 725. To the
0: 720,
2: so, yeah. So, so I'm making 725 at Chick-fil-A. And I'm working with these people from the city who who obviously ain't never had nothing. And I was just and then I had this boss who was just like an asshole. And I was just like, look at him sometimes. Like, what makes him the boss of me? Like, for real? Like, who put you? Like, should nobody be able to tell me what to do? I was just like in 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 like L.A. like living life. I was like, man, like what makes this dude the boss of me? Like, what? How is he more important to me? Or how does he have like like power over me? Like. Mm. I don't want to work somewhere where somebody feel like they got power over me. Like I'm, I should have power over myself at all times. I'm wow! Like, I'm, so yeah. that's when I
0: absolutely fucking Yeah,
2: and I was just like, I'm about to quit this job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Straight and then, up. and then, right when I got my twenty five hundred dollars check from the Huey thing, <laughs> I quit the job. And I was just like, man, I'm about to um start get back on the music. And mm. um, and so me and my best friend at the time, he was going through a tough situation out here in L.A. And we went to high school, we went to middle school together. Um, he moved, he started coming back home more frequently. And he had on his he had on his Myspace page that he was signed to Def Jam. And I was like, damn, somebody from my from my hometown signed to a label. I was like, that's crazy. So I would annoy his ass all the time um, about working, and he would never reply to my Myspace messages. So then his mom lived behind my mom. So I would like look back there and wait to see if like he was in town sometime. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So then one time I called him back there and I was like, hey bro, I was like, what's up, man? You don't you don't never answer my MySpace messages, bro. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, man, the I told Wanderer you. Pulled up on him, dog. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, up. man, I told you i make beats, man. Like, so what's going on? Like we should like link up. He's like, oh man, sorry, I ain't in town that long. He's like, but let's link up. I'll be back like in a month, like let's link back up. Then, like blah blah blah. So then he like was playing me and stuff like that. So then um I just I guess he thought I was like some like like local St. Louis dude with like whack ass beats or something yeah. like that. So, and I would hear his music, I'm like oh, that's cool. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, I, you were know like, but All right, I know bro, he, like I
0: can like lift you up real quick. Yeah, yeah. I was like but
2: shit if he signed a dev jam I'm gonna need that check. So like <laughs> um so he came back home one time and um I had just caught him in the driveway <laughs> and I jumped the fence and I ran back there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we just started talking, and then I was like, "Bro, I got a CD right now. I'm gonna play you some beats." So I just took whatever CD was in his mom's van out, of his well, out her truck, and I just put my CD in there, and I played him my music. And then he and then I saw his face screw up, and he's like, "He's like, damn, you really dope." I was like, "Man, I tried to tell you, bro." And he's like, you like you like better than the dudes I'm working with in LA. <laughs> then I was like, yo, we need to work. I was like, my cousin got a studio. I Like, like I got the basement studio whenever. And then he's like, man, you want to work tonight? So, Ooh. so we just literally created like a a friendship, like bond, partner, brotherhood ship, like at that moment. And we were just in the studio like every night in St. Louis at my cousin's crib. Um, like to like three four five o'clock in the morning so i wow. would i would take that time to just get my love for music back and like get back in the swing of just producing and stuff like that and i used him because he was a singer um to like just build music around and like you know learn how to vocal produce and learn Both how you to, guys were benefiting from yeah we were other. benefiting each other mm. and uh you know i'll forever thank him for like letting me use him like that or just being there to like help me um, like better my craft as a producer and a songwriter and a vocal arranger and an engineer and all that you know I had somebody to experiment on cause I didn't yeah. I wouldn't I, I, look nothing you, like you
0: that. forever thank him I gotta thank you for having that ambition yeah right cause who's going like again like bro? yeah you know I just I saw him again in the driveway I just busted the gate flipped the corner <laughs> like had the CD <laughs> in. Yeah. took the fucking CD out put it in the whip like bro,
2: what's good right yeah like that, was, that um, is fucking
0: motivation dog
2: yeah man yeah. Like that's
0: like straight out of a New Age Friday movie. You know what man. I'm saying? Yeah, that's respect. Yeah, man. The, the motivation both, is real. Both of y'all mutually benefited from from your tenacity. Again, yeah. this goes this goes again like just lightweight. Just like the ego will, will will always deter you if you if you're not just open with it. Yeah. yeah. Like had he not been, uh, had he just kept brushing you off, he still would have been rocking with like m- mediocre producers. Yeah, man. And y'all would have never built a relationship that y'all did. Right.
2: Right. Yeah, we got like real close super tight and and like i was still working my job but then um i would like go to work crying every day listening to like uh closer to my dreams (laughs) (laughs) and and i was just like (laughs) you know that was like my theme song on the highway and uh i just want to take a moment just to shout it to you real quick yeah all right we back Hey, hey man um yeah, so uh I eventually quit my job and then me and him would just be in the studio every day and um just making records, making records and I was like <coughs> I called my I, I mean, I don't know if he was making an album, or if he was making his demo, I don't know what we was making, we were just making songs. Mm. And um Um my space was dying down and uh but I still had like some connects on there from like New York. I was like, yo, we need to like take a trip to New York and just like go play these music for people. Like it's just kinda dope. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? And um so he, he got into a situation with his manager here. So he moved away from LA and he moved back to St. Louis. I was living in St. Louis already. And I was just like, bro, we need to get out of here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we need to get out of here. Like I, I got my, I got that itch back. And I was just like, I quit my job. I was like, we need to get out of here and just like, go like do this music shit. So, um, I don't know. We went to church, um, on new year's Eve, 2007. And, um, uh, the pastor was talking about like uh, achieving your dreams and doing something you never did before and taking a risk. Wow. And, uh, and like, and like when one door closes, that's probably God shooting you from something that you weren't supposed to be in. Mm. And, and you have another door, probably a better, bigger door, you know, further down the line if you don't give up. And, uh, I was thinking about was like my, my LA situation. And I was just like, you know what? I need to, um, I need to, this is a sign. You know what I'm saying? And Absolutely. then he was talking about, you know, like, if you got a dream, dream. He was like, if you got to move, move. He's like, don't <laughs> let real? nothing hold you back. Don't let your mama hold you back. He's like, mama, tell your mama, mama, I'll be back. He's like, if you want to move, go to a different city. Go to a different country. At blah, the perfect blah, blah. time. Yeah. Yeah. He, I feel like he was, was speaking to was my That was meant so to just, be.
1: piercing your soul right there. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So I took that as a sign, and I started praying. And the only thing that I was hearing in my heart was like Atlanta. Like I kept hearing the the word Atlanta in my really? heart. Really? Wow. Yeah. And um, and so after church, I was talking to my boy, and I was like, because we went together. I was talking to my boy. I was like, man, it's crazy, dude. I was just in church. I mean, I, I was just praying, and and I was asking God to like just give me a sign or something like that. And and I think He was telling me that Atlanta, Atlanta. And then He was like, man. I swear to God, I was just praying too, and he told me Atlanta. I was like, I was just gonna tell you that, and then I was like, so let's move to Atlanta. <laughs> and so he was like, all right, cool, let's move to Atlanta. So, um, we we started looking at places on Craigslist, and and we uh, we found this dope apartment. And in Atlanta, in Atlanta, affordable at that time, no? It's still affordable, man. You can get a you can get a nice joint, but um, yeah. So we moved to Atlanta like a month later. So that was like. January 1st, we got a crib. We moved into our crib like February like 2nd. So we, we put all our little money together, all our little scraps, wow. and we just had enough for the down payment and for the first month's rent. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm really? saying? Yeah. For the deposit in the first month's rent, that's all we had. We that's moved in need. that bitch. We were sleeping on blow-up mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For real. We had, he had furniture from his L.A. crib, so we kind of had the place a little decorated, but we had got like a gigantic, like, imagine like, Living in the Grove, like you know, like we couldn't afford it, but we just wanted to stunt, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like, it's like you know, living in the Grove, it was like a shopping area and they had like apartments, you yeah. know, in it and around it. Okay, so like it's like living at the Palazzo, but we was Ooh. broke as hell, and so like we lived like if, up-
0: if they came up into your spot, they'd be like, Oh, y'all just move in today. They, they came into our
2: spot, they were like, oh, y'all doing pretty well. And we, was like, <laughs> we ain't had no bank accounts. Like, my bank account was in in the negatives and shit. It got shut down. Shout out to Bank of America. And, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, <so laughs> for real. <laughs> they, Shout they, out to Bank of America. They good for shutting them accounts down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 so, yeah. So, yeah, we, we in Atlanta. We live in an Atlantic Station. And, you know, we got the crib. And, man, I told myself, I am not ever going to quit music ever again. And I'm going to be here and I'm going to, you know, just do whatever I have to do to make it work. So I had my Mac laptop. I had my mom gave me her. Um, My mom gave me some of her studio equipment. Actually, she gave me. She gave me her whole thing. She gave me her whole studio setup. She was like, here, you take it. Oh, wow. So I had like keyboard. I had like speakers and like my speaker. Um speaker stands and mm-hmm. like uh, like a bunch of stuff. She just gave it to me. So, so yeah, that was the only thing I had. I had my blow mattress. I had like three articles of clothing, one pair of red chucks, one pair of black Vans. These same Vans are going on right here. There you go. Not the same ones, but the same style. No, those and are the 10-year-old ones, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I had my music stuff. So we were just down there just rocking out. And all the people that I knew on MySpace space that did music in Atlanta. I would hit them up to work because I'm like, "Yo, I'm here in Atlanta. Like, Still working work? the MySpace connection.
1: Yeah, man. And, and they would wh- hit. Is MySpace still popping at that time?
2: Yeah, yeah it was still popping. Okay, yeah. Yeah.
1: It, it, it didn't hit. Didn't hit the.
2: It no. wasn't in the Twitter. It wasn't in the. It wasn't in the um Twitter and MySpace was popping, but it wasn't in the Instagram phase yet. No, not yet. Instagram yeah. was like 2010, 2011. Right, right, right. Yeah. So like, I'm on MySpace hitting people up, and and people are responding, but they acting like they're too busy. Like, all these song, songwriters that I, like, look up to, like, mm. Sean Garrett and, like, like this songwriting team called The Clutch. They had wrote, like, all my favorite jams, like, Like a Boy Like Sierra. Mm. And they wrote, like, stuff for Jennifer Lopez. And they wrote, like, they wrote a bunch of, like, dope shit. They wrote Icebox for Marlon, like, all these songs that was popping at that time. And I hit them up. And they, and they like, knew me and stuff like that. But they they wouldn't work on my music. I would send them beats. They would give me an email address, too. And I would send them beats. And then it would take, like, forever to get, like, stuff back all right i'll just never get nothing back yeah and so i was just like well damn man like i'm out here and these people was like yeah hit me when you get in town let's work then i get into town and nobody wants to work so i was just like all right cool um fuck it i'm gonna start writing my own songs it can't be that hard so that's when i start writing because i got oh, tired wow. of, yeah I, start, I got tired of waiting on people And they weren't like returning my phone calls. They weren't returning my emails. I was just like, all right, since y'all don't want to write to my beats, I'm going to write to my own beats. So I just, I just like, I would just like imitate them you know like they had a certain format like you know what I'm saying like songwriting like I study music and music is notes and and writing songs is just like melody and lyrics so I was like I'm a melody guy automatically because I make beats you know what I'm saying I make I play keys and stuff like that yeah so I always had dope melodies and I just had to figure out the word part like how to use words you know the correct way and word placement and how to use I used to say stuff sounded cheap when people use like stupid words like she she used to love me but she doesn't love me right now and stuff like that just sounds cheap to me yeah. so I had to figure yeah. out like how to say stuff that sounded expensive and um <laughs> that's, that was just that, that's like, actually a great way to put it yeah really like no
1: yeah think about it just like lyrically being you know clever yeah. or or different or original or you, like yeah it's actually yeah I mean because you don't want to be a You want to just be cool yeah, you wanna be cool. Yeah, you wanna be cool. That that's how I've always like thought about lyrics too, is like I'll say shit cool. It doesn't have to be the most like sophisticated or poetic or metaphor driven shit. It just has to be cool. Don't stay on the
0: surface with like right. the basic shit. Super cookie cutter. Yeah. Yeah. Rhyme scheme, rhyme pattern, right? Melody melody leads. It's like, no.
2: Yeah, man. And at the time a lot of the Atlanta writers, they were like killing and they and they all had like these dope song concepts, like like you could just tell that they were, like, real writers and stuff like that. Like, they're this, like some songs would be called, like, Man of Steel. <laughs> and, like, our song, one of my songs, one of my favorite songs at that time was, like, this song called Superhuman by Chris Brown and Kerry Hilson. Mm. And uh, and just, like, you know, I was just, like, listen to these melodies and these songs and these topics. i am like, man, okay. I would just study, like, songs all day, all night. Just, like, study, study, study. So I would just, like, imitate it. Like, I had a song called uh uh, like Black Hole like you know you like just choose like songs that had like dope ti- like titles yeah. and then make a song out of it yeah. that's that's what I got from it so you know I just started writing songs in my bedroom and I was writing it with my best friend at the time who I lived with and then he would go out a lot and stuff like that and so I wouldn't mm. want to go out I'm like oh, okay you can go out I'm gonna just stay here and make songs so I just like would just make a gang of songs mm. and cause I had to get familiar with my voice cause I hated my voice like wow. as a I was just like I can't sing like my my roommate, my best friend, is a singer. I can't sing, but he's wow. at the club right now, so I guess I'll just do it for now.
0: Wow, matter of necessity.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Time and time again.
2: Yeah, and um, yeah, I'll just make these songs, and then um, I would, I would like, inv- I had like this little girl I used to have come over at night and stuff like that, and um, uh, luckily for me, Atlanta, the gay ratio is very high, so the straight men, if you're really straight, you got all the girls. And so, since I was a new guy in town, me and my roommate, we got, like, all the girls. You know That's what I'm saying? Incredible. So, like, so, yeah. So, I, I always had this one, like, couple, like, I had my, like, nice ro- rotation. And, uh, but this one girl, she would always come to my house, at like, weird times of the night. Like, 3 o'clock or 4 o'clock. I'm like, where are you, where you coming from? And Like, you know what I'm saying? Or she would be at my house, and we'd, like, do... Things and then, uh,
1: we <laughs> yeah, have a good, good, nice conversations, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: We would talk about, you know, why enjoy life. one another's company, yeah, yeah, man. It was great. And then, uh, she would like leave at like three o'clock or four or five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, Where are you going? You know what I'm saying? Like, so after like the fourth or fifth time, I feel like the, I feel like the wanderer <laughs> is about to come back, yeah, the wanderer had to come back. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm like, Where are you going? She's like, My sister lives up the street, I'm going to my sister's house, and I'm like, Oh, okay. But then it just got weird. I'm like, why are you going to your sister's house at five o'clock in the morning? <laughs> yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? Like it just got real weird. So one day I was like, all right, I'm about to follow her ass because I don't believe her. <laughs> wander, <laughs> wander, <laughs> hell yeah! <laughs> and, oh man, yeah That's man, so, lit. it happened. So she left my house and she goes, and I lived on like 16th Street, like right behind Atlantic station. And then in Atlantic station, there was like a condo building and it was called the 12 hotel condominiums. And so like a lot of people lived in there. I, I didn't know it. And, um, and there was apartments in there too. There was a whole, it was a hotel. It was half hotel, half condos. So either you were staying there like, cause you're visiting or you're standing cause you live there. So, um, she, that she said that's where her sister lived at. So when she left my house, she's like, all right, babe, I gotta go. You know, it was like five o'clock in the morning. And I was like, "All right, I see you later," and I act like I passed back out. But I had like clo- clothes waiting on the side of the bed. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was cold outside, yeah, yeah. And so like, so when she left. As soon as she went downstairs, I started putting my clothes on. And then when she walked out the door, you
0: were, you were about to get it with a swiftness.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put I slid it on like a little ninja. So, <laughs> so I, and it was all black. I had my all black on, like. <laughs> Just and like when
0: you needed to have the CD in and hop the fence, fucking take the CD out the whip. Yeah, man. You had so, the ninjutsu suit on. I had the ninjutsu
2: suit, man. I had, I had my Sherlock Holmes hat on. <laughs> so, so, uh, so she leaves, and I'm like right behind her, and she walks up to the condo building, and um, and um, so I'm expecting to like, you know, t- for her to like walk, and I like see her sister come out. And uh, so she's like waiting. So she's locked out the condo building. She's waiting. The the uh, security buzzes are in. And then she's waiting in the lobby. And then I see this real, real black motherfucker walk out the elevator <laughs> and give my girl a hug and a kiss Ooh. and grab her booty. Ooh. And I was like... You gotta be kidding me. She's cheating on me with Akon. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it.
3: Wow. So like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sherlock Holmes came out and uncovered a fucking bombshell.
2: Yeah. So I got mad. I what walked the back home. Fuck? I couldn't sleep that night. What was going through your head? I was like, "Damn, this bitch is nasty." <laughs> 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 so like So like I went home mad and then I was like So then I woke up. Like I got some sleep, like a couple hours. Then I woke up and I was like, "Damn, well if, if if Acon live in this building, I wonder who else live in this building." So I, so I went back to the building. Akon. <laughs> hey, no, the wanderer
0: again, though, dog. He went back. He was like politicking out the building, dog. Yeah,
2: the building had a Starbucks, so they had free internet, and I had my MacBook, so I went, so I went to. The, I just would hang out in the lobby and use the free internet, and I would just sit around and just like people watch. I like the people watch, and uh, then I like would see like the dream in there. I saw like Jack. I saw Jazzy Faye in there. I saw Dallas Austin in there. God, you just saw the culture in there, dog. Yeah, like, just on a daily basis, I would see somebody, you know. Be Shout able- out to the fact
0: that also, like, m- much respect to y'all for being broke as fuck and just <laughs> wanting to stunt in that apartment complex. Oh, you? yeah, we were
2: stunned. We were stunned. We was behind on the rent and everything. We you
0: feel me? But, like, that's where all the people that really were stunting were.
2: yeah. Yeah. You just
0: put your inserted we, yourself. We put ourselves right in, in the, the thick scenario of it. that like you had to like come across somebody, right? And with your wandering prowess, like it was just a matter of time. It was Dude, only a though. matter of time. And yeah. Shout out to the fact that it was a shorty that just kept dipping out, like late night meandering.
2: Yeah. So, okay, so I'm sitting in the lobby, and I would see the black motherfucker walk out <laughs> and walk in. I would just mug him every time. I'm like, you, you dirty mother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so then. One day he has the audacity to walk up to me. And I'm just playing the audacity. But no, he <laughs> walks up to me, right? And then he's just like, hey, man, what do you do? You produce? Blah, blah, blah. Like, what do you do? I always see you with your headphones on. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I produce. I instantly, like, wasn't mad no more. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I was like, yeah, I produce. He was like, yeah, man, if you got something. He went something. from the dark dude to like, oh, Akon. Yeah, you know, as a matter of fact. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm like, yeah, I produce. I write. He's like, let me hear something. So I played him some music. And he's like, oh, this shit dope. And then he was like, um, "Yo, um, uh, make me a CD." He's like, "Make me a CD," and uh, you know, uh, if I if I hear some like more dope shit, I'll call you back. And I was like, "All right, for sure." So I made him a CD on the spot, gave it to him. I didn't have a phone at this time, so I wrote my best friend's cell phone number down. I was like, yeah, just call me, man, just ask for Jay. He's like, wait, this ain't your phone? I'm like, yeah, yeah, but just ask for Jay anyway. I was like my girl be at my phone sometimes, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I just got signed
0: to Capitol, you know, down the road. Like, I'm waiting on my new phone to come in. They're working right. it out.
2: A lot of stun. A lot of faking it till you make it. I love it though. Yeah. That's glorious. Yeah. So like um, so then, right before he walks away, I'm like, "Yo, anybody ever told you you look like Akon? And he laughed at me. He's like, "Yeah, I get." Th-. He's like, "I get that all the time." I'm like, "Oh, this nigga's fucking with me." <laughs> so, so anyway, so then I'm um, I got a homie named Chubby Baby in Atlanta. And he's he's like, he's like real, like a, he's like an Atlanta legend. He's like behind Future. He's like behind like a bunch of these like people. He like put money behind these people. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's like an a Atlanta legend. Wow. And then he was like my homie. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know how I met Chubby, but shout out to Chubby, baby. He's a, he's a, uh, r at, at Epic Records now. Wow. So, shout um, out to Chubby, baby. Shout out to Chubby. So he was, and he was a rapper, and he's and he like part of like Dipset somehow. Like I, he was part of, he's like, he was like yeah, man, like him and Jim Jones was like best friends and stuff. Like wow. it was just like he's just like a real connected dude. So got he it. like brought me out, out in the club life in Atlanta and stuff like that. And then he was like, Yo, man, I got this dude I want you to meet. Um, he's he's part of um, he's a real good dude, and, and like he could like you know help you with the music and blah blah blah. So he he he's hooked me up with this dude and dude starts talking and um he's like yo you got any songs for akon i was like oh it's crazy i just met somebody that looked like akon and then he's like oh yeah no akon's like my brother he's like it's like my my business partner and he's like you know he's finishing this album right now he actually rap but if you got something dope you know um uh you know i could I can work my magic, and I was like, "Ah, oh, well, I got these songs. Actually, I got this one song I made. It's called uh, It's called um, Incredible, and I put the convict stamp on it and everything. And I was just like, "It's <laughs> like, so let me sing you that, and uh, that might work for him. It sounds just like it. I wrote it for him. I didn't know how I was gonna get it to him. I wrote it like wow. three or four months ago. Oh, wow. I was like, so you know, hopefully he likes that. And he's like, all right, let me hear it. So I played it for him. He's like, oh man. He's like, all right, cool. He's like, yeah, give me like twenty four hours.
0: So like, literally." was this on the tape that you gave Akon to I found
2: out that that wasn't Akon. Wow. Out, I found out that was his brother Boo. Oh. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> but if you don't know what Akon looks like in real no, not, life, you he would never make them. that difference. Me. Yeah. Yeah, they look they look close. So um So yeah, so uh so I give the other guy a CD and I give him that song and then like um yeah, man, I get a call like the next day, like, yo, Akon wants to use the record. Wow. And I was like, what record? And he's like, the record. I'm like, word? He's like, yeah. So, man, and then I get a call and it was Akon on the phone. He's like, Yo, man, I want to buy the record from you. Like, yeah yo, oh, it's wow. dope. And I was like, Word. And then I was like, that's what's up. And he's like, Yeah, I want to buy it from you. I'm like, wait. I was like, how much? He's like, I think I think it was something like five grand or something like that. And I was piss poor broke. So yeah. I was like, all right. This is a hell of a lot of money. I was like, cool. Then he was like, then I was like, wait, you want to buy it from me? I was like, does that mean I get my my credit on the album and stuff like that? And like my publishing? He's like, no, nah, I'm gonna buy it from you. I just like, buy it straight up. Yeah, and I was like, I want to be on the album, bro. Like, I want to see my name in the credit. Yeah. And I was like, I ain't you, doing that. You read
0: that. those liners, dog? They yeah. Mean something to you.
2: Yeah, it means something. So I was like, I'm sorry, bro. I yeah, this would be a dream come true. I was like, but I don't want to be a part of the album i mean i don't want to give you the song if i can't get my credit like i sell it to somebody else <laughs> he was like all right that's fair he's like you a real nigga <laughs> That's lit. he's like all right let's just he's like yo it's whatever like i want the song so like i'll figure it out like we'll, we'll split everything whatever you wow. know what i'm saying so what's
1: crazy is you said that and you're broke
2: yeah, but I know what the publishing checks are supposed to be like. Yeah. See? See? No, but look, he's God. a student
0: of the game, dog. Like, this is again, also, again. This is, this is also somebody with an unnamed like production bombada entity yeah. that came in off love that said no.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the importance of that, man. It, it, it it's, in, it's, it's, it's
2: good it's, to it's be. incredible.
0: But he was in the know to say no, though, dog. Well, it's I read
2: like, my my mom bought me this book called All About the Music Shh, Business. Donald Passman. Yeah and so I read that a lot and then he, uh, like
0: literally anybody getting into the music game he, whatever you want to do in it you should at least read that once that's a music bible yeah 100% yeah
2: 100% and then and then too I was always hungry not thirsty mm. and my mom always told me <laughs> um, right, guys, I'm leaving again <laughs> guys we're shutting the podcast down we'll <laughs> see you
1: guys next year we're taking the year off that yeah. was it we're just going to play that on loop. <laughs> yeah. We're just going to keep that on loop and release that every week. Yeah. Just that line.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 So, you know, that's that's probably why I never, like, took, like, weird, crazy-ass deals. And I never, like, I was just like, you know what? I know I'm dope and I know I'm talented enough to get me here. So, if 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 you don't mess with me because I won't do this badass deal or do this situation, then somebody else will, you know? And uh,
1: Well, it's so important to do that early
2: on. I mean, yeah. from the the mass
1: amount of people and musicians and artists and writers and producers that I've seen who get in the game thinking that you just have to, like... Take the the bad deal just to get in the game. Yeah, they take the be, first thing. That take they the get first deal, front of their d- face. They're so desperate, and they think that's just what it is because the the reputation of the music industry is like, oh well, everyone does this. This is like your rite of passage. You get screwed in your f- first deal. Yeah, you're, not, you're not gonna do
0: this for this
1: shot. But right. the, the 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 mass importance of of being educated and holding on to your rights. I mean. Right. Um, I mean look I have a publishing company like I understand the importance of your rights and and what that really means that's your intellectual property those are things that are going to be with you forever right understanding that value early on is uh, I'm I'm, I'm so impressed with that Mm -hmm. for you because being young being hungry literally and figuratively (laughs) straight up being broke and already knowing what the bottom feels like Mm -hmm. and experiencing that and being like, Ooh, that was really bad. I never want to go back there again. And you still say, no, it's like, that's a, that's a pretty powerful thing, man. Seriously.
0: That's a level of grit beyond belief. though. Unreal.
1: Unreal. Because it could have gone the other way, you know? Um, And you gotta, you know, in this day and age, especially in music, you gotta stand up for your rights and what you know. And more importantly, you have to believe in yourself and your talent. And, oh, yeah. And, and the fact that you said, "Man, look, look, I could, I'm, I'll sell this to someone else," yeah, was just a testament to to your your confidence in in you, right? You know, and it even goes back to when you're talking about growing up in sports. Like, you know, you're always gonna be better, always gonna be greater, always excel in what you're doing, right? regardless right you know it's, it's that same quality in this scenario that all right if it's not going to be you this will happen and just happen in another way
2: it'll happen with somebody else yeah. yeah yeah so that's always my mentality like the music is good it's going to get out there you know what i'm saying like this uh, yeah just, uh, i was just like you know i uh i know how good i am and and i was more humble about it <laughs> after like all the stuff that happened you know what i'm saying so i was just like Okay, but if you don't sell it to somebody else, it's all good. So it rarely
0: works out like that too, though, because so bigger rare. artists can leverage. They're like, look. Like,
2: well, he could have literally just stole the song and yeah. put it out and say that's he did it. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, and there's <coughs>
1: and there's just no way you're gonna fight that, or not, even have the money to fight that. Yeah, not like, That's, nah, that's yeah. just
2: how it works. So, so with the help of the guy that in, that introduced the song to him, who later became my manager. Uh, and then Akon just being a real stand-up guy yeah. in a in a, in a just fucking...
0: But I think it's also a testament to to, to Chubby's relationship with Akon. Shout out to Chubby. Because if... Had this have been like, oh, okay, cool, I heard this cat's thing from the street, like, it wouldn't have been a relationship. But right. at the same time, you got a dude like Chubby that has become this force and has always been a very connected dude. Chubby is out here. Right? Man. But like... It's one of those scenarios where, you know goddamn well, Akon has come over an artist as as when he was yeah, coming up, he probably got come up, come up on as well. But because of the relationship of a figure, like like, shout out to representation here also, yeah. right? Because you had a lawyer that told you he would walk if you took this deal. Oh, yeah. That in and of itself is like, okay, fuck, like, okay. <laughs> he, like, all the, shout all out the to Don, that lawyer. All, all the Donald <laughs> Passman in the world, would not have gotten like stronger men through that, right? And then you have a cat like Chubby that has a relationship with Akon to the point where, unbeknownst to you, it's not one of those scenarios where Akon's gonna pull up over on you. It's like, if we got him, we got him. But then it comes out like, damn, like this kid, Chubbs, like, this kid that that you brought me this record from is about his shit, and I kind of fuck
2: with him. Right. Well, Chubby Chubb introduced me to this guy named F.A. F.A. is introduced me to Akon got it yeah got it so yeah shout out to all yeah it was wonderful yeah, yeah.
0: and but like the, you said but the, but the plug was heavy. plugged in yeah yeah and, and like yeah. Morpheus said, took you into the matrix you know what yeah, I'm yeah.
1: saying yeah and, and luckily Akon like you said was a stand up guy and yeah and didn't just like steal it just was like just yeah. recognized that quality in you and respected it
2: yeah especially when he found out I was from St. Louis cause he's from St. Louis too a lot of people mm, don't know bang. that bang wow yeah, he still got family like right down the street wow. from my mama <laughs> So, yeah. And it's
0: crazy that you'd be willing to like, cause like I even hear from people these days like that that back that back then was a thought. Even now, it's even worse, right? Just to see like the the divide of people that want to get on in the game and are so unwilling to let their music go out in a scenario like that, right. unless it's like guaranteed, right? And unless it's like through these channels, right? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And and that's kind of what they teach you in entrepreneurship. Like, if you have an idea, talk about it. If you have an idea, put it out there because if somebody's really going to steal it, then they would have been able to do it anyways. You're not right, brand right. new to this fucking game. Mm-hmm. Right. Your song isn't the only song that's going to come up, but if if it moves somebody and, and the cards play right, you're eventually going to win. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. it came in an opportune moment for you.
2: Yeah, man. So that little song that I made in my bedroom, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, he changed it from incredible to beautiful, and and changed a couple words to make it. he added some cuss words and stuff in there, <laughs> but you know that was the last song to make his album because he was done with his album till he did that song. Mm. That was the last song to make his album, and then um he put it on there. This? Swag. <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm gonna let this play for a second though. <laughs> you know he made the song called beautiful. Right? I mean, from every record he tells me, I'm gonna take it. At that. He made
3: this song
2: called Beautiful. Where, where, where hmm. Ah! Wow, yeah, that's that's my vocals doing that too. That's you, you do the eyes? Yeah. Yeah, you know, he just made this. He, hey, hey, y'all, he just
0: made this song called Beautiful. I mean, no, you know what I mean. He wanted this for five K, dog. <laughs> you feel me? Bang, 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 bang. Yeah.
2: Playing that song at my buddy. Word. You should. Off rip. People have done that and sent me the video. This is I'm all sh- you're, getting
1: the, you're getting the video. Yo,
0: that is incredible though.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. So like literally, you know, I'm still hungry and broke as hell. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't get my production fee from the label for that beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, how labels beat. So like. So then the song, that album came out like December 2nd, 2008. And that was like, I think I cried like so much, like a little bitch that day, like all day. You know what I'm saying? Like cause my okay. only other album credit was the Huey album. Um, and, Wait, did, uh, you hmm? did you eventually get your producer fee? Did you eventually get your producer fee? I never got the producer fee to this day, but since Akon made the song a single, I got a lot of royalty checks. Oh, you got your points. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Right, so like, you just
0: had to wait for that pub to turn around. Yeah, we had to. Well, yeah. I, I went and oh, got yeah. in
2: advance on that pub. Yeah. <laughs> Did
1: you get? Were you're were you a writer on it?
2: Writer and producer. Oh, okay. So yeah, I produced the song and I wrote the song. There you go. Right. Yeah. I'm you just know, saying, there's know, there's the two song, royalties you know, there. Yeah. Came beautiful. Two. Yeah.
1: And uh and then shout out to C-Sac for collecting shout that out radio. Shout
2: to c And so so the album came out in December, and then um we shot the video. He was like, "Yo, we going to L.A. We are going to shoot the video." So we went to L.A. in January of 2009, shot the video. That's my, like, second time in L.A. That was after. That was my first time in L.A. after I got kicked out and was wow. living on the streets. So oh. I came back to L.A. Oh, What's you up? came back. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. He came back like this
0: with no suitcases. Just no, I, Literally,
2: I didn't have a suitcase because I didn't have no clothes. Yeah. yeah. So I came back to L.A. I was like, man, it feels good to be back here in a different oh. light. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And... Uh, it was just a blessing, you know, like I give all honor to God for that because like I could've let that moment defeat me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and the first time. Where
1: were you at with your mom right now in this?
2: Ah, uh, my mom my mom my mom's team J team John, team Jalen till death, you know what I'm saying? So she's always supporting. Like she would give you know, like I had too much pride though. Like I she would know when I was like super hungry, you know, She'd be like, Yeah, Are you eating? Like, come on, are you eating? Yeah. I'm like, all right, mom, you could put fifty dollars in my account. Yeah, <laughs> for real. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah so my mom was always like there, you know, and I just never and she made really good. She makes really good money, but I just never wanted to use her because I like put myself in that position. So I was just like, you know, like
0: it made you appreciate it more, though. Yeah, and it yeah, made, and, and and I feel like
2: you know whatever <laughs> it was
0: within you, it it made the fight more real. Yeah, right, because there's so many people with with more fortunate scenarios that don't have the grit. You know what I mean? Like I found myself through something very similar in that. Although mine spanned fucking six years. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's incredible to know that in your mind and, and, and to be honest, like even when I was going through that, my mom would hit me, like be like, Look, we're not gonna talk about your career. Let's just get food. Right. And I'm like, you know, I'm at my friend's house in San Diego, sorry. Right, knowing that she knows goddamn well I don't know who the fuck is going to San Diego with no money. Right, but it's incredible that that you've been able to take so much ownership of your life and and the choices that you make, mm-hmm. um, which is a very beautiful thing. How
2: old were you at this point? Twenty one, turning twenty two. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, man. So I'm twenty. So, so you're me- going
0: through these like. Lap periods of just like complete up down up down
2: yeah fucking Chick fil A of my life. McDonald's oh then me, FedEx me, another important thing me and my daughter's mom broke up in two thousand eight wow for good and and that's part of the reason why I moved to Atlanta too wow so I was yeah so she was like you're broke you're never gonna make it wow. you 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 got this dream you're just you're a deadbeat dad a you blessing. don't make no money mm. blah, blah blah you're gonna move to Atlanta and just be broke and blah 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 mm. and like she was just like down just just down me the whole time so when I got that first check man I, I rubbed it in so hard <laughs> <laughs> you better have you better have dog <laughs> Yeah, so, but no, nah, it was like out of love, you know. Absolutely. Like, cause, course, no, because yeah. now you can like, provide man, I, for your daughter. It was that I told you so moment yeah. to my to my stepdad, to my daughter's mama, yeah. to like anybody how, else. How
0: was that moment, though?
2: That was great. That was great. It was your like, mom had to be the proudest. My mom was like, see, I told you he was going to do it." <laughs> 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 All right. Yeah. Yeah. So it was good. It was good to see everybody like. Cause it was something that they could be proud of. And it was something like nobody in my family's ever done. Like have yeah. a song on like top 40 radio, like all the time. Like, you know yeah, what I'm saying? So, like, yeah. yeah. You know, you know it's, just, it's it a get, song called beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it took over the, <laughs> over the, t- it took over the fucking world. You know what I mean? yeah, yeah. It was lit. Yeah. Um. So at that moment it was good. And then I, so then when we came back to LA to shoot the video, that was my first time back in LA after all that negative stuff. So it was just dope to be back out here. And, like, just in another light. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. like, and just be where we we staying at the SLS hotel. Like, when I was sleeping behind the oh, SLS yes. hotel. God, I was about to say, dude. <laughs> yes. Now you're staying. You took a it. fucking gorgeous shower in the SLS I'd hotel. Sit, man, and they got their own, like, you know, yeah fragrances and everything it was dope it was dope i was like damn did, so did that
1: cross your mind were you like man i was like a few years i ago.
2: told akon no, it was like they, uh like two years before i was like yeah man i was sleeping outside outside just right behind you wow. you know what i'm saying so it was just dope to like be in that situation and um yeah it was a movie man like it literally a movie every time i came to la i felt like i was in a movie because <laughs> it was just like fast one way or another yeah it was like Fast Life and stuff like that so um yeah that was Akon beautiful video shoot and then then that's when I heard it was getting serviced to radio and then they started playing it like in March and then then it just went everywhere and <laughs> I signed my deal I signed I signed my deal with Universal like a, a month or two later and I got that check I cast that check <laughs> I went to Rodeo yeah, you first thing I that bought check. Was a Louis duffel bag. Nice. <laughs> that was the first thing I ever bought, like nice. with my money. And then I bought a Louis wallet, which I still have right now. Incredible. In my bag. Incredible. And uh, yeah. And then I sent my daughter's mom like a gang of money. I sent my mom a gang of money. Ugh. Just took care of the family. Ugh. Incredible. Yeah. And uh, the shit. I just rented a. I rented a. I rented a house out here for like a few months. <laughs> yeah, was out here like was good, living. Dog, yeah. 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 I, I blew through that money. That was, <coughs> yeah. yeah, you know, I was, it, it sounds nigga. like it, but still, that's lit. <laughs> but I took care of people first. Straight up, yeah. yeah. And, um, but that's the,
0: the, that's that's the that's the beauty of not having it and then coming into a significant amount of money. Right? Yeah,
2: like literally the day before I was hungry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then the then the next day I had like a, a six Size figures in my book yeah. bag. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Six figures cash in my book bag. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I gotta get a better book bag. This just from Target. <laughs> so I bought a better bag, and uh, yeah, it was lit, man. It was lit. And then from then on, like that whole year, 2009, was just like it's like a blur almost because it was just like moving so fast. I was, yeah. I met, I met, I was already like cool with Red One, who was doing Gaga. Yeah. And Gaga yeah. was blew up in 2009. Yeah. yeah. So and you know she was signed to Akon, and so then T Pain blew up in 2009. So 2009 was like a crazy ass year. Like a like year Red 1 came up. I remember Red 1 sleeping on a, in a one bedroom apartment with his mattress on the floor. You know what I'm saying? And then he went and had like three number ones. And he I said, had fucking Yeah, he had a crazy year. So we were all everything was like all good in the convict family, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like it was like a dope it was a dope 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 moment and um uh, and I literally was like followed I was with Akon like 24/7 just like on the tour bus uh, at the shows and that
0: was like a real that was like a movie time. yeah it was man. a movie
2: it was a movie I got to see my song perform every night in front of different crowds and like stuff like that and it was just like surreal and I was like sometimes he let me be the hype man <coughs> other times I was dude in charge of getting girls <laughs> ringing them in <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was just like a dope experience cause I yeah. literally the year before I was hungry in my Atlanta apartment like wow. trying to figure it out so it was like a quick it was like a dope like it wasn't quick but it was like a dope like Complete turn and fucking like 180 yeah it was like a it was like a mama we made it moment you yes. know what i'm mean? saying like, yes <laughs> and uh yeah so that whole year was just dope and, and i worked with red one a lot and worked with other artists and worked with akon and just really just absorbed like what it was like to uh do it on the highest level with like some of the most talented people in the world. Yeah. And, and it just really was confirmation that this is what I was supposed to be doing the Mm. whole time. You know what I'm saying? No matter what the ups and downs were, no matter what the, like the door slammed in my face were and like how bad the opposition looked. It was like, you know, you got to have that tenacity and you got to have that like, no plan b i didn't have no plan b like i yeah. said before i only had plan a even at the moment where i had quit i knew it was only temporary yeah. i was just hurt you know what i'm yeah. saying so like it was a reset yeah yeah i had to like refocus And you know so yeah that was a that was a great moment the whole 2009 2010 you know we was just we were just working just traveling and working with like art different artists and i got really cool with um i met this guy named randy phillips at the SLS on the on the elevator, and at the time he was like managing Michael Jackson, and um, so he asked me, he's like, "What are you doing here? Like, where are you going?" Yeah. I was like, "I'm going to a video shoot." He's like, "Oh, what video shoot?" And he knew what I was talking about because he was going to do the same one, yeah. and so I was like, "Oh, uh, this is Akon and Lionel Richie video shoot." And he was like, "Oh, okay, that's what's up." He's like, "I manage Lionel Richie." I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "What do you do?" I was like, "I produce with Akon. He's like, oh, okay. Did you produce the song? I was like, no, nah, I didn't produce that song. He's like, oh, okay, nice. He's like, well, you got a really cool spirit. He's like, if you ever need anything, like, you know, like just keep in touch, blah blah blah. You know. So he gave me his phone number. I was like, who's Randy Phillips? I didn't know like how important he was. I know he was like the president of AG Live. I didn't know like he was like my, like co managing Michael Jackson and like all this other stuff. So like, yeah, man, like this, these were like my homies. You know what That's I'm saying? Insane. <laughs> yeah, and um. <coughs> Yeah, me and Randy got real close, and his partner David and stuff like that. And um, so when I moved to LA, cause I was it was getting expensive, like coming back and forth all the time, yeah. and like I was realize I was blowing through a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, uh, I need to, I need to probably get out of here. So, uh, so I'm in Atlanta, and I find out that me and my man, my manager, is doing at the time, my manager is doing some like shady stuff. And uh, we're getting into it. And, you know, like, the first year, 2009, was great. 2010 was cool. This is the manager we spoke of earlier. Yeah. Okay. It's cool. But then I'm wondering, you know, like, you know, Beautiful ain't on the charts no more. You know what I'm saying? I got money now, but it's, like, what's next? Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out why why I don't have, like, people beating my door down and why I don't have, like, you know, you know, just, like, my phone ringing off the hook like Red One does and, like, everybody else, like doing well, you know, how their phone is and I'm not in sessions all the time and I'm like Sign Universal publishing and I'm like what's going on, you know, but I found out that my manager at the time was like blocking a lot of stuff. He didn't want me to like excel, you know what I'm saying? And I was like that's weird, you know, really? like he would keep me away from Randy Randy Phillips. He would keep me away from Akon. He would he would try to keep me away from Akon. Me and Akon had like a personal relationship. He would keep me away from Red One. He would keep me away from like different people. And I'd be like, yo, really? like what's going on? Yeah, it was real weird. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't understand it. Um, and he would try to control me. And he would tell me like, you know, you're stuck with me. You're signing me. You never leave, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he started wow. getting like real it crazy. Came like that. Yeah. Wow. And then, um, and then I heard through the through the grapevine that he would block a lot of stuff because he was scared I would leave him for for like Randy Phillips Or our, our powerful manager Or something oh, like wow, that Wow And so like so He didn't like a, But like, the, like But to me it didn't make sense Cause I'm like If you're my manager And if yeah. I excel You get 20% Or whatever yeah. your percentage is if, if you make, if you make <laughs> us pop Like what the fuck yeah. we, we popping But like you know I I guess the fear And the, he has some stuff Going on within himself That he uh, I don't know That just made him fearful yeah. That I would leave him So wow. So my, my My career didn't go like the way it was supposed to go in that regard. Wow. And so I got the
0: the the one time that the 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 vessel or the decision maker yeah deters
2: you. Yeah. So so then we, we went through like a legal situation. Um That's brutal. And my money stopped coming and I'm in Atlanta and everybody around me stopped talking to me like all the important people in my life because i was affiliated with my manager at the time because wow. he had screwed them over i played them or like oh. stole money or oh, wow. took credit for something that he didn't oh, do or shit. something like that so i couldn't get randy phillips on the phone i couldn't get akon on the phone i couldn't get this person on the phone that wow. person on the phone it's like all these people that like, had cut me off oh, and, wow. I, and, I, and I didn't out of the know the production studio for the second. yeah time. and i didn't know why until like later they're like it's your manager he's like lying and he's like stealing and he's like doing this and this and that. So I was like, whoa. And you're in the dark. Yeah, man. I'm in the dark. I didn't know. And I was young. I was like 22, 23, 23, whatever. And so I'm like, man... This dude's fucking my life up. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I'm trying Straight to like up. do more. Like you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like I'm, I'm here now. Like time. I want to do more. Yeah, you know like, what I'm we saying. We
0: just came up to the mountaintop. We right. not just fucking roll back down. Yeah. Right. Exactly.
2: Right. Like where's the helicopter at? Where's the helico- Where's my landing pad? So, um, yeah. So we. So I went through a really hard time. Like and this was like 2010 going to 2011, and I was just like, man, bro. Like you said earlier, up down it's always up down that's the story of my life so yeah so we so I'm I'm in Atlanta and I'm like struggling like you know and I'm like damn how am I struggling and I had this like so much success you know what I'm saying Yeah. and uh, that's
0: almost harder to grapple with than not like than not having it at all yeah
2: (laughs) having it and not having it is way worse you know what I'm saying but it humbles you and it and it, it that's I think that that's where you build you build character. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Cause there was a time for a moment I was feeling myself. I feel you. And I you know, I had I was wearing you know, Ray shades and fucking like Tom Ford glasses everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like I was like, you know, I was like feeling myself. Yeah, and you stuff were, and yeah. I was on tour yeah. and just like You were
0: seeing all of the exquisite things. I was dating exotic
2: women and models and all types of stuff. I was <laughs> newly single and newly with money and I was just like doing the crazy stuff. So I think that that deflation really helped me Mm. as much as it hurt me i think it helped me more
0: it grounded you fast
2: yeah because it let me know that you can have it all and it can be taken away from you too just as quick as you got it and um so with that you know i was like okay cool there's definitely a lesson i need to learn in this and i need to just be more chill (laughs) you know what i'm saying and just appreciate stuff more (coughs) and 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 i need to get away from this guy who's who's my manager this dude's crazy he's messing my life up so i was like behind on my rent like three months or whatever i had eviction notice on my door (laughs) and i was like dang like you know what i'm saying like trying to figure it out and then my money was froze up because this legal situation i was just praying and i was just depressed and I was like, "Man, how do I get out of this situation? I got to get out of here." Yeah, I was like, "I got to get out of here." So I don't know what happened. I don't know how this happened, but the next like pay period for publishing came around, and I got a, I got like, I had like twenty five thousand dollars in my account. I was like, "What the hell?" What so I took that fun? money. I took that money. I I I paid my debt off that I owed at the apartment, and I canceled. I I canceled my lease early, and I moved to L.A. I had to get the hell out of Atlanta, and then I used the rest of that to like get out my like management contract. Wow! With me. And then um, so I moved to L. A. October 2011, and I was like my re, that's like my fresh clean slate. So, wow! Yeah, so um, so now I'm here, and so I moved like- with my best friend, the guy that was a singer. Oh, yeah, what, so. what was
0: he doing the, the whole
2: time? He was, he was. He's still going out. He was going out.
0: Was he still signed to Def Jam?
2: Nah, he was never signed. He told me that was a lie. <laughs> uh, he so, so, he
0: so, so he was like he was at Subarus with you.
2: Nah, he was um at this time he was he was he was singing yeah. and stuff like that, and we were doing this demo thing like that, demo and everything. And then uh, at the time he got engaged when I was he got engaged when I was like on tour and traveling with wow. Akon. so he was like living a. He was living like the married life, and then he he had him him and his girl got pregnant, wow. and um so he was like living a very normal life. Yeah. So then, um, when I took the move to LA, him and his girl broke it up. broke wow. Broken up. Oh wow. So I was like, in life be at the same time, right? <sighs> so they've broken up. And he was living with his mom's. I was like, bro, why don't you just move to LA? You can stay at my place. I got a, I got a two bedroom. I don't even know why I got a two bedroom. It's like, but you can rent the second bedroom out and just pay me like, you don't even have to pay half the rent, just pay me like $1,000 and like, you know, I, I'll i pay the rest. And he was like, oh, for real? So like, you know, so I was just like, yeah, I'd rather move out there with my best friend and like be go. out there alone. Incredible. You know, and I was like, well, we can start doing your music shit again and go hard. There we and go. then he's like, all right, cool. So he moved out. I moved out there first and he moved out there like a month later or whatever. And we were out, out here in LA and I started going hard with him. And once I got like the, um, papers or once i got like straight out of my management contract yeah. i started hitting up everybody again i was like yo bro y'all told me you can't mess with me because i'm tied to him I'm not tied to him no more what's good i live in la nice. <laughs> and so the one of the first people i called was randy phillips and i and um and and his partner david and they helped me um uh just get like you know s- small gigs you know uh they had asked me have i ever done tour like live live shows and i was like no nah, i never did that before so david was just like um i want you to make a show tape but i want you to put like cody Simpson's. has been working with this kid named cody simpson i want you to put his tour together like you put all his music together and like format it and make dance breaks and intro outro blah 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 i was wow. like oh, i did this for like my high school i never did this for like no sign act before wow. like it can't be that hard so yeah, I started working with this kid named Cody Simpson, this little fresh kid this from kid Australia. Named Cody Simpson, <laughs> yeah, and this little little homie, yeah. Yeah, he was like fourteen. He was like a little, he was like a little kid. It's like yeah. thirteen, fourteen, and uh, we just start. I start going into rehearsals every day and working with him. And and um, the choreographer at the time was doing Ed Moore, and uh, he was like he was like Usher's choreographer and a bunch of people. He was doing Cody Simpson, and he came from Usher. Usher's tours were through AEG, so that's kind of how that whole thing happened. So, um, yeah, I just was doing, like, show creations for him and creating his shows and then he went on tour with Justin Bieber when Justin Bieber was coming up. So every, every I didn't go on the tour when okay. they went to, like, Brazil and did, like, the world tours and all that stuff, yeah. but I would watch it online just, like, it was dope just to see, like, something I made in my laptop, like, being, Around like fifty thousand screaming Insane. girls, you know shout what I'm out, saying? Like, shout out to to that laptop. Yeah. Shout out to the laptop, man. I've actually had like five Mac laptops. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, they, I still got them all too. They all in my storage. Um, but yeah, so I so when that's the first thing I did when I moved to LA, I started working with Cody Simpson uh, with AAG, and I did like his show tapes and stuff like that. And then, um, and then obviously his career grew. And then, um, Randy was like. You know, they do like the tours for like eight for um Taylor Swift, mm. Black Eyed Peas for, you know, Lady Gaga. I you know I mean Lady Gaga's with Live Nation, actually. But I think she did do an AG Live tour. So, you know, they they are like hella connected. And um, um I think Randy and, and the Black Eyed Peas manager was really close. And uh they're like, Yeah, uh we got this girl named Cheryl Cole <sighs> in LA. And uh if you got some songs for her, you should give her some songs. Mm -hmm. Or you should send them to me and I can send it to her manager. And I was like, okay, cool. So me and my um me and my best friend, we went and made a couple songs. And they liked this one song. And I did it for Rihanna, but uh they liked this one song and so I gave it to her. So me, my boy Prince Charles and my boy Cam, we went in the studio and we just like made songs for sure cole. And shout out to Prince Charles he wrote that um Rihanna needed me is number one all over the place. Wow, uh, but yeah, me and Prince Charles and um cam, this is what we was all like still in the grind and yeah. stuff. Nice. Uh, we we worked with her, and I was like, you know my me getting back into it and like working with other people, yeah, and then, um, so I'm in the studio working with her, I think I did like two or three songs on Sheryl Cole and uh, I didn't know that she was signed to Will I am in the states so will came in to um listen to the records we we're working at the record plant and he came in and listened to the records he's like who did this beat and then they all pointed at me he's like oh dope so we played the second song he's like damn who did this beat and they all pointed at me and, was like, and will was like oh man you dope he's like man when you get done with this session come come in my studio i'm in the other room so i was like all right cool so I, so me and my best friend were like hella happy we're like geek you know what i'm saying like so we couldn't wait for her session to get over. With. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I was like, "No knock to her; she's great." Short sure, call, cool. I love you. No, but it's just
0: one of those moments where you're just over there sitting, just like,
2: right, right, right. So, so, uh, so we're at a record plant, and she's, you know, she's a woman; she's tired; she needs her sleep; she needs her beauty rest and stuff like that. So she leaves the studio, she like the gods of above. Yeah, yeah, man, yeah. And she was beautiful person, incredible artist. Absolutely. Um, I had a crush on her uh (laughs) and we made some cool music and um so so then we go to will i am studio he's playing us his new shit i was like oh my god this is a dream come true i love will i am i love black eyed peas you know what i'm saying like he's another one who's like a dope producer writer you know records himself he records with the mic right up here like at the desk you know what i'm saying and i was just like man that shit is lit you know so like I, i look up to people who could like do it all like that um and yeah, we just got real close. Me and Will I am and my my best friend, he's he would go out and party and be like, "Man, just call me when Will gets at the studio." <laughs> 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 like I ain't waiting on that dude cuz Will would be like, "Come to the studio at 7." We'll get there at 7. He wouldn't come to like 10. Yeah. So we'll be at the studio like literally waiting for him a lot. <laughs> Shut,
1: so, shout, hey, out, shout out to
0: this dynamic.
1: Wait, shout, yeah, shout out to your friend who's going out while you're just making music always like coming yeah. from the Atlanta days like, "All right, I'm going to go out.
2: You just do that." Yeah. I love that. Yeah, man. Need
0: that. Is is this friend the current blessing C
2: partner? No, 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 no. Okay. no, no, no. This friend actually he just got married like 2 weeks ago. I went wow. to his wedding at, uh in the town. Respect. So, shout out to him. But um yeah, so uh so I'm at the studio every day. I'm like, man, I ain't missing this opportunity. And I lived on I lived on La Brea, and Wilshire. Mm. And uh, right right where they built that big-ass apartment complex. That L- corner. Yeah. yeah. I lived right behind it. I lived on 8th Street. Okay. So we lived there, and I would walk to record Plant every day. Wow. That was on, like, Santa Monica and, and La Brea. So I would just take Sycamore and, and just walk all the way. I don't know how many miles that is, but I walked every day because I didn't yeah. have a car. You know what I'm saying, and yeah. I, and there was no Uber yet, yeah. and Beverly Hills taxi was way too expensive. Well, yeah, <laughs> y'all remember the the light blue taxis, of course. Yeah, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I would walk to the studio every day to work with Will, and I would just be there. You know what I'm saying, even if he didn't tell me to come back, I came back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, because I just needed to, you know what I'm saying, just be if I had access to somebody like that, I was there all the time. That's why I was with Akon all the time. Cause I had access. So not a lot of people get this access. You know, like you
0: also know that that they can be taken from you at any moment.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just always at the record plant. And then um we were just making songs. We made a lot of songs. And one of those songs became Scream and Shout. And and that was another one. And uh that. Yeah, that was a that was a moment, and then um, yeah, that was 2012, 2013. Um, I was sitting, I was sitting at home just chilling, you know, scream shouts all over the radio and shit. Sitting at home chilling, and then my homegirl calls me and she's like, "Hey, Jalen, can you make black music?" I was like, "What? Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm black. What are you talking?" about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about can I make black music? She's like, yeah, I mean, you know, like rap, like R&B, like, you know, like some real soul shit. <laughs> I was like, damn, people really think I'm this pop guy. That's crazy. <laughs> I came from church and, like, I'm black. You know, like, both of my parents are black. So I was like, yeah, I can make black music. She's like, okay. She's so like, I'm at, um I'm at, I'm at, um I'm at Simone's house and and Todd's talking about, you know, just, he needs producers and he needs music and, you know, he wants to work with new people. And she was like, and the only people I know is you and Eric Hussin. She's like, so I'm gonna call Eric Hussin. Eric Hussin did flashing lights for Kanye. He's really dope. And she's like, I'm gonna call Eric Hussin and see, because you know, I know he knows how to do it. And then and see, you know, I'm gonna see where he's at. So she called Eric Hussin. Eric Hussen's in fucking Vegas working on like a Tyson uh Tyrese album. And he's like, I won't be back in Vegas for like another I mean, I won't be back from Vegas for like another week. She's like, Oh, LA wants to work now. And so he's like, oh my bad. I'll be back. Tell him, give me another week." So then she calls me. She's like, "Yo, you got some? some you could, can you can you make some songs?" And I was like, "Yeah, man." <laughs> she's like, "All right, I'm gonna put you on the phone." So she passed she passed LL Cool the phone, and then he's like, "Yeah, man." So you know what I'm saying? So I just wanna because she's a stylist, <laughs> yeah. so she's she styles his she styles his wife yeah, and stuff like that.
1: Uh, I would have died at this though <laughs> <Yeah>. I love <laughs> LL like huge fan.
2: Yeah, I was. He, I was just a like, guy no, used to all that stuff. So but, she yeah. she put him on the phone. She put him on the phone and he's just like, yeah, man, so you know I wanna go. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I can hear him like licking his lips and stuff. For real. He's like, Yeah, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> 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 you no, know, I just want to make some music, you know what I'm saying? Like stuff like kinda like my old stuff, but like some new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For real though. No. You know, so you just put together some ideas, you know, and then just send them to me. You know what I'm saying? If they dope, you know, you know, we'll just figure it out. You know, just give, you know, I'll give you a call, you know, So just, you know, give you like, you know, a couple days a week, you know, and just get back to me. All right. I'll, I'll text you my email address. I was like, all right, cool, man. As soon as he hung up the phone, I made two songs like in an hour. And then I, and I, and I texted him to him and I emailed him to him. That's so <laughs> fucking lit. Then he called me back. He's like, yo, these joints is crazy. He was like, yo, you could you can you come to the studio like tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, let's go. So went to the studio. And um we did it with the first one we did. I, I had Miguel in mind for the hook. I did a beat and I did and I wrote the hook to it and I sang the hook on it. <coughs> and I had Miguel in mind for the hook. And then we sitting there, he he did his rap verses with me on the hook. And then he's like, So who you hear on this? We listening to it. He's like, Who you hear on this? I was like, Miguel. He's like Alright, alright, that's dope. That's dope. What do you think about Brad Paisley? Yo, <laughs> <He's> like, <fuck. laughs> I'm like, what? What the fuck?
3: Wow. <laughs> you went from to Brad wow. Paisley, yeah. Bro. Wow. Like, <laughs>
2: uh,
0: <laughs> did, did you hit him with the like wait what?
2: I know I had to have a confused face. <laughs> I didn't I don't think I said nothing, but I was like, I think I said, like, why Brad Paisley? Yeah. <laughs> but that's what he wanted. You know, that's what he liked. That's what he. That was his first suggestion. So then literally, like, two days later, Brad Paisley's in the studio. <laughs> Yo, Miguel. <laughs> yeah. But he killed it, and it sounded hella dope. Awesome. Man. You know what I'm saying? Man. And so that was the first one we did. It was me, Brad Paisley, and LL Cool J. Oh, my gosh. And, uh, and I was like, okay, this is dope. You know what I'm saying? And then... <laughs> And so then he was like, Can you do another song? You wanna do another song? I was like, Yeah, They're like let's do it. But then I just turned out I like did all the songs on his like not all the songs, but maybe like eighty percent of the songs on the on the project. And and then he asked me to redo like some beats that he already had did that were like produced by the trackmasters who I love. They did all them like legendary joints. Yeah. So I was like, yo, I got some co production with some trackmaster joints, That's you know what wild. I'm saying? What'd it
0: feel like for you to be like redoing tracks of, of guys that you looked at as legends?
2: Man, it was a blessing. a blessing. It was another blessing. <laughs> you know That's what I'm a saying? a Fucking blessing. Especially yeah.
1: someone like LL, uh, like,
2: and he trusted me. Took I, my.
1: Also, like, I feel like as you, you know, you're around so many, so many people, but LL is just like such a legend. Yeah. You know, yeah, like he's such a part of, of of music history and the culture. And like, man,
2: he's this is
1: LL. Like, I don't want to
2: watch the Grammys if he ain't hosting.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, and the respect just. It's LL. You gotta right. love him. You know? Yeah,
2: he's a he's an incredible guy too, man. He's like, that's great. He's like humble and and he like kind of was like, <laughs> I won't say doubting himself, but like we're being in the studio and working and stuff, and he'd be like, you think that's cool? Like, is, is my flow good? Because like, every artist goes don't through tell, tell me cycle.
0: that. Don't tell me that. No, but
2: look, no, 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 no. no. no it wasn't no, like no, 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 I'm, kidding, look, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but
0: every artist goes through their cycle, of course, right? Yeah, like, yeah Especially yeah. when you had like s- such a prolific career, and. Again, I'm going to shout you out again because we're giving everybody props here. I'm going to shout you out. There's a reason you got called in the studio, dog. You sent him two blappers in an hour. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. it wasn't like, all right, yeah, you know, I'm going to just. And let, I had
2: just bought like a mic. Let time pass.
0: Yeah. Like, you literally like, what? Cool opportunity. Own it. You were feeling it in a moment. It was yeah. kind of like, holy fuck. You saw it. Yeah. You've been doing this. You were equipped for it. Yeah. And you rose up to the occasion.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was dope.
0: Like you could have easily waited a couple of days, sent these records, but then six other producers had them like two days well, later. Well, I didn't want
2: I didn't want Eric Cousin to get back in town. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. You came yeah.
0: in right strong, boom, and, and caught that ear. Yeah. But it's like, man, Shout out to my
2: girl Crystal. And Shout and out to Crystal. For
1: real. His tenacity like through all this too, just like the relentlessness yes. that you have of just like Keep pounding
0: the. I mean, my guy. There's no fallback. So, like, what you falling onto? But it's like
1: constant everything, like from hitting everybody up a billion times. It's just like (laughs) yeah, it was lit.
2: It's it's such a through line in your story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, no plan B, man. So it's like you gotta make sure that plan A works. That's incredible. But yeah, so so yeah, we're in the studio. I think we locked in for like. He did. He did the Grammys. He hosted the Grammys in 2013 and then the day after we're in the studio. And so we're in the studio like Wow. For all the February and March and like wow. April. Wow. Yeah. We're just working on records. Man. And then and, and it is funny because like you know how people like now a lot of people don't they don't meet each other and like they like people gotta like, send yeah, records and like yeah, yeah man I sent I sent I sent this song to fucking Rick Ross he sent me my first back it's just crazy. like literally L.O. had everybody come to the studio. Wow. It's amazing. So, like, I think the second person to come to the studio was like Charlie Wilson. Yeah. So, so I did songs. I did two songs with Charlie Wilson and L.O. Cool J.
1: Legends, bro.
2: Yeah. And then we did it. Then I did a song with Charlie Wilson, L.O. Cool J., and Snoop Dogg. So, I really felt like I was Pharrell because I love beautiful. Beautiful. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I love Charlie Wilson and and Snoop. So, I was like, man, I'm on my Pharrell shit right now. There you go. So, it was like, it was lit. And um and then and then um I had a song with Monica on there and then um Oh a really, really cool moment. It was really two cool three actually three cool moments. Actually, yeah, the whole the whole thing was dope. But Seal came to the studio. Wow. Fresh out <coughs> I had did another song with another hook, and like I always was singing the hooks. And he was like, Who are you hear on this joint? And I was like, hmm I hear like Man, we gotta get like Usher or somebody. He's like, I'm gonna call Seal. This
0: dude is shooting <laughs> all my ideas down. <laughs> but, but he's, he's like, but he, take me in a direction <laughs> and let me go completely there.
1: But <laughs> he, but he he's kinda countering you with something equally as strong though.
2: Yeah, yeah. I wasn't mad, it was just like it was totally not the idea I had. <laughs> oh that's so dope. like so I'm literally, Seal. <laughs> so literally, he My called. Wow. Yeah, it was That's dope. So literally, he called Seal on the phone. He's like, "Hey man, I want you to get on this record." Blah blah blah. Seal was like, "Okay, I get back in town tomorrow." <laughs> He's like, "I'll come, I'll come do it." So literally, the next day, like Seal comes straight from the airport to the studio. Like he didn't, he had his bags with him and everything. He wow. came in, he listened to the song. It's called "Give Me Love." I, I sang the, I did the hook and I wrote the beat. I mean, I I wrote wrote the hook and I made the beat, and and he sang it. And he killed it like in a couple takes, like, He just killed it straight off the plane. And so it was in the studio. It was a moment for me because I like I love I love Michael Jordan. I was like one of my like biggest idols, and I love the movie Space Jam, and I love Fly Like an Eagle. You know, like that's my shit. You know what I'm saying? Like that song is like very near and dear to my heart. So I told him I was like, man, you know, like I watched Space Jam just to listen to like Fly Like an Eagle a whole bunch of times. Like, you know, so that was like a moment for me. Like a like a uh, that was a real moment for me. And, That's um,
0: incredible,
2: dog. Yeah. And then another moment with that. That whole project was just really dope. In high school, I was in marching band. I did that for like four years. I played. Wow. I was in the drum line. So I was like. That just popped up. Oh Yeah, I forgot to mention that. That's lit. I played the quads. So, like, I'm in the drum line, and I was like, you know, I was good. And, uh,. I
0: wouldn't expect anything less from
2: you, my friend. <laughs> yeah. So we like won a bunch of drumline competitions and stuff like that around St. Louis and like Missouri, re- like the region and stuff like that. And um, I,
0: I love, I love that we were on basketball and, and making music, and you were like literally just straight drumline tugging <laughs> yeah. throughout the state. Yeah. Then he wrote, Respect. Then he wrote yeah. Thriller, and just yeah. Then, like, then the <laughs> moment after Seal came back,
2: and it was like kind of one of those moments that brought
0: brought back the reflective drummer in him. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, because because. In um in high school, my favorite show that we did in Drumline, or that I, that I did in marching band, was when we played Earth, Wind, and Fire. We did like we played like Fantasy, and we played like all the legendary. drums. do jumps. you want me
0: to jump off my balcony right now, or like <laughs> what? Like I fake left twice. Like, do I got to do a backflip
2: and land on the grass down there? Nah, <laughs> yeah. So like. So, like, Earth, Wind & Fire is near and dear to my heart as well. And and I grew up just listening to Earth, Wind & Fire, mm-hmm. like, Reasons and, like, all them mm-hmm. songs. Greatest, me and my yeah. brothers. It was a song. It was a movie that Jamie Foxx did. I don't know what it's called. It was, like, one of his movies that flopped, but it was really funny. And there's a scene in there where he, like, sings Reasons by Earth, Wind and & Fire. And then, and then like, they're, so he's in a convenience store. The convenience store gets held up at gunpoint. And, like, oh, so all the people... All the people are in the are are in this are in this are in the convenience store, and they're like don't know what to do and shit. And like the people are like outside, and so like Jamie Foxx is like lonely or, or like sad or something like that. So he starts singing reasons. So then everybody in the convenience store who's held up starts singing reasons with him. and It turns into like this group moment. So me and my brothers used to always do that, and we because we listen to Earth, Wind and Fire all the time anyway. So yeah, Earth, Wind and Fire is like really near and dear to my heart. So I'm in the studio, and he's like, "Yeah, I got Verdine from Earth, Wind and Fire about to come in," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> you know what I'm saying and then and then they like all came in like Earth, Wind, and Fire is in the studio with me wow and and then like I'm and he's like Verdine is playing like the bass and like on my record and like asking me did I do it right did this go right wow and, like how do you want it By the way, want it
1: like this Verdine White's like
3: <laughs> yes.
1: top five greatest bass players of all time yeah
2: like, like it's just like really yeah so that was that was definitely a wow moment. humbling yeah yeah that was a moment i was so nervous that i didn't even pull my camera out that day i got a lot of this stuff on video like with my macbook i just had my macbook set up <laughs> you were like yep but that day i was like real nervous because i was like oh man this is like some legendary stuff it's just so, sounding right yeah
1: you're like yeah, what just 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 whatever you want to do like, is huh? cool with me yeah like, yeah
2: yeah. They, yeah it's crazy they were all asking for direction like and i'm just like I mean, i'm like a, i'm still like i'm not a kid at this point i was like 26 27 26 or whatever but still it's just like it's just like weird you know (laughs) what i'm saying like these are like my idols and stuff like that so
0: that's also some outer bodiness.
2: yeah that was dope so yeah so that that was a great moment and then like i'm a huge huge like michael jackson fan like human nature is probably like my favorite song of all times and like i love like the whole thriller album and the whole, yeah. like, I love everything. The whole bad album, A Stranger in Moscow, like, I, I love, like, everything Michael Dunn, like, yeah. you know, the way it make me feel, like, all that shit. I mean, Even yeah. the Rodney Jerkins records, like, You Rock My World and all that stuff. So, like, just Michael Jackson's, like, huge. Um, so I'm in the studio <laughs> again, and then LL does one of his surprises again.
0: Hey, shout out to LL <laughs> Cool J, dog. Who
2: do you ask you that you about? <laughs> well, this was just, he didn't ask me this time. This was just like, I'm sitting in there chilling. And mind you, like, I I just didn't know what this dude looked like. So, like, he watched in the studio, and he was like, hey, Jay, I want you to meet Eddie. And I was like, what's up, man? He was like, yeah, he's going to play guitar on some, some of the songs. I was like, oh, okay, dope. And then I was like. Oh,
0: stop it. it. This is the Eddie that I'm thinking about. Stop no. it. Yeah,
2: so then I'm like, wait. I looked at his wife. His wife, His wife. she introduced herself as I think her name is Jamie but her last name was Van Halen and I was like what?
0: about to slap the shit out it of is Eddie Van Halen H-
2: H- yeah so so he's in the studio with us and he's unreal, <laughs> unreal. <laughs> and he played on like two of my records oh my god man. and then it was just crazy was
1: I love I just love that and LL and is bringing NL in really like is. the legends of legends like oh yeah. yeah and it, what, what's so cool about
0: this is that like it yeah, you, started you, from a phone call saying, "Yo, do you do black music?"
2: Shout out to Crystal. Yeah, For
0: real. but what's so special is
1: that you're getting an opportunity to work with like this older generation, like the the legends. The, yeah, the, the, not it's not like you're necessarily contemporaries or right. Like it's the
0: beasts. Of like greatness, yeah, and they're playing on his record. Yeah, it's just like this is from going in the studios in New York, knowing that you wasn't there, knowing that you're like, damn, I'm leagues behind here. I need to get better, right? And you, you going in with a legend yeah. and having fucking icons, right? Brought in icons. to play on no, your record, literal yeah. icons. Like you come full circle here. Fam. And
2: I can, By the way, everyone yeah. is like rock and roll hall of famer like that's it's it's crazy because the eddie van Halen record i kind of like played it out on synth what i wanted him to do and he like copied me (laughs) so it was like dope it was and then he like killed it and he added his own crazy stuff but uh yeah that was just like that was fucking
0: insane this this Mm. had to be a whirlwind of a period for you dog. yeah that was a
2: good it was like two and a half months (coughs) so it was like it was dope it was dope and and he paid me and in Like man It was cash You know what I'm saying Like man. He's, he's a good guy man Like that's a That's somebody that I hold near and dear To my heart forever man He's Incredible. like Incredible like a big brother He taught me a lot about like Just life and like Running your own business And like Stuff like that So After like Scream and Shout And after I did this LL Cool J Authentic <laughs> album I was just like it's Just after LL's Authentic album You know what I mean I was just like man I'm dope <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> humbly humbly mm. yes very humbly though there you go I was just like man I like,
0: don't give a fuck how humbly it was you were dope yes I'll be cocky bro you're fucking
2: ill yeah yeah and I was just like you know like what else can I do like the only person I haven't worked with like is Hov and Beyonce <laughs> it's like at this point you know what I'm saying so I was just like you know what else can I do to like just progress more you know what I'm saying and uh, I just that's when I first took my first 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 stab at like uh, at being like a solo artist mm-hmm. so I started like making songs cause cause literally all those songs were me on the hook and then they just, he just replaced it with somebody yeah. else but a lot yeah. of the times that he kept me in backgrounds or like yeah. whatever yeah. you know and I was telling them how to sing and I was like I might as well do it for myself so so I'm at a party I'm dating this girl and uh, and um, this girl, she introduced, she 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 brings to this party with her, and I'm in the party, and I'm in the kitchen, and this dude bumps into me, and I push him, and I'm like, "Yo, dude, get the fuck off of me, bro," you know? And I'm like, "Where are you going?" And he has a camera in his hand, and I turns around, and it's my dude, this this guy I know from St. Louis. His name's Steve, and I was like, "Steve, what you doing here, dude?" And he's like, oh, "I moved here, man. What are you doing here?" I'm like, "I live here." And so we wow. met at this party. Yeah, we met at this party, and then we just, he did my daughter's first photo shoot. I do a photo shoot for my daughter for her birthday every year. Wow. So he, yeah, so I didn't know he was even living in L.A. And so uh, we, we we saw each other at this party, and then we just exchanged numbers, and then that was around the time where I was, like, doing my solo music, and then he hit wow. me up, and Bless he was just like, and see, yeah. yeah, that's how Blessing C started. So then he hit me up, and he was like, Yo, bro, I heard the music you did on your SoundCloud. It's just dope. Like, you should you should, you should shoot a video to that shit. I'm like, man, hell no. I'm just doing this shit for fun. Like, just to get this extra, like, creative energy off yeah. me. I got a lot of energy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, he's like, nah, dog. You should really shoot a video. And I was like, you'll shoot my video. And he was like, yeah. I was like, to my song. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, really? And he was like, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. I, I mean, I guess. Why not? You know what I'm saying? So, So then we're like. Once I shot my first video, I think we shot like four. Like <laughs> we I just went you. ham, you know what I'm saying? Awesome. And from I was going da- hard. From your
0: daughter's first photo shoot to, to, to four you. videos. To your yeah, three. yeah, yeah. And and this dude bumped into you. And you you push up on him like a thug. Like what's up? <laughs> watch the watch f- what the fuck you going,
2: dog? Yeah, I think I had on like some all white vans. You don't or something know me, like bro. That. Don't scuff my shit. Wait, <laughs> Steve. <laughs> yeah. Dog, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> what the? <laughs> that's lit. So so yeah so that's kind of how we like came together and shit and then wow and then we started this thing called Bless and See. and then like uh and then he was always like shooting girls and a lot of these girls in LA they come out here for one thing but they end up doing another thing mm. you know what i'm saying are they are they come out here and they're doing one thing but they really want to do something else mm. yeah. so like and that's what i've noticed about women or just people period like men and women yeah but a lot of the girls especially like all these models and stuff like that so like he worked with a lot of models and he was doing these like videos in his apartment. They and, have
0: little creative expressions they want to get out to.
2: Yeah. <laughs> if you will. Yeah. And uh <laughs> so like a lot of these girls like can draw and a lot of these girls can paint. And a lot of these girls are like really intelligent and they're just out here, they're just lost. You know what I'm saying? A lot Straight of these girls up. can sing, a lot of these girls can do all types of yeah. shit. Yeah. So I didn't know that he had like these all these girls with these like hidden talents. And so he brought one to me and he's like, "Yo, dog, I met this girl." He's like, "Man, we got to do something with her. She's dope." And I was like, "All right, whatever." Like, it was, you know, it's whatever. It's all good. So um <coughs> it took him a long time to bring her to me. And then in the meantime, we were like dealing with some other girls that 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 were like models but could sing. And um it just didn't work out like yeah. Some just wouldn't be right or they they yeah. wouldn't be focused or whatever. So Then he brings me this one girl and he brings her to my house and um, he literally had to beg her because she just didn't trust him. She thought he was trying to like... Smash on her. Yeah, smash. And yeah. he's like, Man, I got a girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, I don't want that. I just want to like I think you are a star. I think you're dope. Blah, blah blah She's like, Well, I'm really not a singer. You know, I didn't come here to sing. She's an American apparel model. Mm. And um he's like, no nah, trust me, you need to meet my boy Jay. Trust me, trust me, trust me. And she just avoided him for like a long time. So I think he gave up and then he started back harassing her again and she was like, I think she just met up with me to so he could leave her alone. Yeah. he's like, Yo, look, I'll I if you meet with him and it doesn't go well, you can delete my number and I'll never talk. I'll never hit you wow, up again. Nice. You know what I'm saying? So it was one of them moments. So he brought her to my crib and, uh, um, he brought her to my crib and she was just like the sweet, quiet, kindred spirit person, yeah. shy as hell. And I told her before she came, cause we were texting. I told her, I was like, bring everything that you got. Like, like creative wise, like if it's writing, if it's painting, whatever you got, like bring everything. <coughs> so excuse me. she brought like seven, eight notebooks of all just writing. She like writes like it, in these streams of consciousness. Like just she used to write like these long just whatever came to her mind. She just write it down. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So um we sit there and she didn't know how to write a song. She never recorded before you know what i'm saying like so i kind of taught her like song format and taught her like how to write a song and you know like you know like patterns and like melody and like all that you know what i'm saying and i told her like all these all this writing in these notebooks these are like songs you just put these into words You just gotta make it rhyme Mm. and stuff and sometimes they don't even gotta rhyme just gotta feel right you know what i'm saying like and so we literally recorded her her like very first song in my on my kitchen table and uh it was called pensive and uh from that moment on I was sold I was like man fuck what I'm trying to do wow. with my artistry I'm about to put my shit on hold this girl's going to be there. she's going to open up the doors for everybody oh wow you know what I'm saying so that was when we like I, t- I called Steven that night I was like yo Steven I need this girl in my house like every day wow you know what I'm saying so um yeah, we just started making songs, and then I think like the third song we we <coughs> re- we recorded was this song called Experience, and um, that was like just my favorite song. You know what I'm saying? Like that was like throughout the whole squad, like that was our favorite song. Like out of all the songs, she only had recorded maybe three or four or five songs, but out of all the songs, like Experience was like the one that everybody loved. Mm. Wow. It had just, just ill bounce, and at the time, Lord was real big, mm. and I was like, man, I got my own Lord, and she's way cooler. Oh, you know what wow. I'm saying? So. It was like that was like our first time, like, you know, just having an artist and, and like, you were developing her. Developing her, yeah. Fully. Yeah. Fully, yeah, yeah. From scratch. So From um, stream
0: of consciousness and eighteen notebooks to fucking
2: Making songs. He was making gems. Experience. Yeah. So then, you know, uh Kanye West has this casting call for his Jesus tour. And um part of his part of what he wanted for his girls, he wanted American Apparel models. So um the girl i'm working with casey she was an american apparel model so she got called in to audition and then she made it as one of like the little yeezus girls wow. you know what i'm saying wow. so but this time we were going like really hard at recording you know so yeah. it was kind of like bad timing because yeah. she had to go on she had to do all these long ass rehearsals and then she had to go straight from rehearsal to just on tour wow. so in between rehearsals we would record and in between like um in Between rehearsals, we recorded and in between, like, her being back in town, we record. And so, while she was on tour, uh, um, we released this video, um, to experience. And, um, we told her, Don't say nothing to nobody, you know what I'm saying? Because she was around, like, Yay, and like mm. all his boys, and like, mm. you know, music people, Def Jam staff, all this stuff. We was just like, Don't say nothing to nobody, just just release it and just keep it to yourself. You know what I'm saying? And, um, cause EA was always one person I wanted to get to. Like he's one person that I, I just had at a high level in my mind and in my heart. And I was just like, one day I got to get to this guy. So, uh, so yeah, she, we released a, we released that video on, on Thanksgiving, 2013. And, uh, um, that was a moment because I had got all these models that I knew and I asked them for their um username and password. That's when Instagram was just popping. Mm-hmm. I got their username and their password. And I was like, let me put this video We have we have like this little fifteen clip second clip of experience And I was like, Let me put this video on your Instagram. You gotta keep it up there for twenty four hours. I was like, and then you could change your password, you could take it down, whatever. But like That's you know lit. And so I think I had like all these girls name written down it was like me Bobby brackens and Steven and we had all these girls like he had girls Steven had girls Bobby had girls I had girls and I, we had all their instagrams and we just like had all their passwords <laughs> and, and there was no instagram dm so there was nothing like to look at you know yeah, yeah. So, like, so like uh <clears throat> so we took their shit and we we posted the video on all these girls passwords i mean on all these girls instagram pages at the same time so it was just like a blackout of just like Casey's face on everybody's Instagram, wow. you know what I'm saying, and so we had the video link, and we put the video link in everybody's bio, the YouTube link. Smart. So that was like our gorilla, like marketing. That was a full I love tool. that. Guerrilla assault <laughs> right there. Yeah, and that. you know all hundred like, percent with all the women. My our thinking was like, you know, all the all all the women are like the tastemakers because like they get yeah. all the dudes. Like, yeah. you know, like all the dudes, all the powerful dudes follow bad bitches. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So it's like if if your favorite bad bitch Is posting this video and you're probably going to be like, hmm, well, what's this? Like, yeah. why she posting that? And
0: you see it on the other six bad bitches that you follow. And right. TV, like, wait, right. What's this right.
2: right. Right. What is this? So like that first night, I think we hit like a couple thousand views and we're just like, put it out just through our, our little network. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So like it was lit. And, and then like that first night, I remember Swiss beats reached out. Oh, and he like um, wrote in her comments. He was like, "Yo, I never thought about having an artist, but if I did, it would be somebody like you, wow. right?" So I was like, "Damn, we on wow. the right path." Wow. You know what I'm saying? And uh, and well, we was just geek. You know what I'm saying? I was yeah. back. I was back at home in St. Louis. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So I'm back at home in St. Louis. Casey was. I think she was in Phoenix, at, or maybe she was here. I don't know, but I know I was. I was gone. So we were just like on cloud nine. Oh, uh, Casey was on tour. I'm tripping. So um. So boom, I go back to L.A. and um, she gets off tour like I think on Christmas or after a little bit after Christmas or right before Christmas. But um, we all made the decision because she's supposed to go back in like January or February. We all told her like, don't go back. We we're like, you know, stay. Yeah. Stay and like there's a lot of momentum. Yeah, it's momentum now, it's people watching now. Yeah. We had people like offering her pub deals and stuff for writing and oh, stuff wow. like that. She never wrote a, like Shoot. them were her first songs. Wow. So it was like it was crazy. So like then we started having labels reach out. So it was like, okay, cool. Like this is just about to go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh we're we'll just like stay. Um we're like we'll we'll help pay for food and whatever you need, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's all good. So she didn't go back on the easy tour. And then and um, you
0: guys were supporting her lifestyle
2: not really supporting her all the way because she had checks from touring. Okay. But like, you know, just helping out. Just being there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, Being yeah. the true developers yeah. that, that you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was good. She was good. She had the tour money. You know, and it's pretty good. You know, it's like, ah, yeah. whatever. So, um, but you know, like, I just told her like, if she needed anything, yeah. like we'd kick in and stuff like that. So, because um, we was family, you know, like every day we was grinding. We was in the, we was in the trenches. Yeah. So, um. So yeah, she she didn't go back to the Yeezus tour. And then um we're like taking meetings and it's Grammy time and stuff like that. And um February 2014, she did her first show at at the rock at the uh what's that place called? Viper Room. Mm. Viper Room. Yeah, she did her first show there. Nice. We, so what happened was this crazy story. Um fuck. Who was that? It's crazy. It's crazy. So Bobby Brackens. So this girl named Caroline—I'll get to that later. She was supposed to perform that night. She couldn't do it. She didn't have no music prepared. So she asked my boy Bobby Brackens, "Did he know anybody who could take her place?"
0: Of course, so Bobby did. Bobby, yeah, Bobby he, he, was with us. He had the experience. Yeah.
2: So so he suggested Casey. So Casey got the got the uh, got the spot. Mm. So that was Casey's first show. So we called all the A and R's that were reaching out called all our friends, all the models, all the people. We wanted it to be, like, a big thing. You know what I'm saying? And, like, everybody was already hyped anyway because she had, like, a crazy buzz online. So so her first show was popping. You know, like, the whole... Like, all, all, all our network was there. And I was nervous as shit because it was her first time performing, like, live in front of people and shit. So she killed that. It was wow. dope. You know what I'm saying? I think the Easy Tour started back in February. And so then, literally... Uh, the next week we had a show lined up for her in New York during fashion week in New York City at this at this place called The Box. And um we rented it out. We did our own we put together our own like fashion week party. You know what I'm saying? We had Zin, we had Zendaya host it. Wild. Uh we had Nikki Diamonds um we had nikki Di- nikki diamonds paid for it that's shout out to Nicky diamonds that's the homie man so Word, we had nick real. we had nick pay for it and he he just was like he just believed in what we was doing so he yeah, paid for the amazing, party he bought the up. bar out you know what i'm saying in true nikki diamonds fashion straight the fuck <laughs> up in true <laughs> nikki diamonds fashion he <laughs> bought the bar out we we had to step and repeat with the diamond with the diamond logo and with the blessed c logo there you know, you know what i'm saying so <laughs> it was it was a lit like you know situation and um and then we had Casey perform there and we had some A&Rs come out and stuff like that and it was just a vibe you know what I'm saying like it was it was her first two shows one in LA and then another one in New York and she skipped the Yeezy show so meanwhile we're in New York we are taking label meetings and stuff like that and then we hear that uh we get back to LA and we hear that um Kanye asked about Casey he's like yo where's the girl like somebody says, somebody now. I don't know if this is true or not. This could be. This was coming from some multiple sources, though. It's like, yo, where's Casey? Like, where's the girl with the big booty? Like, she got a yeah. big butt for a white girl. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yo, where's this girl with the big butt? So, um, anyway, so make a long story short, one of the dancers, one of the other dancers, like, oh, she's not coming back. And he's like, what you mean she's not coming back? Like, you know? And then they're like yeah she's she's pursuing music now like she has her own music out and he's like casey does music will she rap or something like she's saying like what she do <laughs> so so i guess somebody showed kanye the video wow and and then kanye went crazy and he's had everybody reach out to us <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah there you go so so then yay's reaching out and so my phone's blowing up and steven's phone's blowing up casey's phone's blowing up and and then you know he's having everybody reach out so <coughs> so then we meet we meet with Che from good music um chay pope and then um she, yeah. she did the deal with yay and um so yeah so casey she did her deal and then you know she put out an ep like the next the following year 2015 so but i i became less and less involved with that as, as she grew as an artist Start working with other producers and like working with Rick Rubin and all these different people, and doing a thing, you know, Jack Garrett and like all these different people. And you know, I at, for me, I just wanted to be in it just to see her grow. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like I didn't, didn't want to hog the production. Yeah, and all that. I did it as a boss, as a CEO, just to like you know, I want to have other artists. So some artists can you, and grow. You
0: just kind of came in from that LL situation where he's kind of schooling yeah. you on the game of yeah, your own business and your entity. And right. do you think do you think that played a role in? the way your mindset was, or was it just kind of like that's at the time where you were in your, you know, in your being?
2: Well, he didn't play a role in my mindset, just having a label and have my own label and having my own artist. but he played a role in just, he's just a boss. Yeah. He's a boss boss. Like he runs his own, he runs everything, you know, like LL Cool J Incorporation or whatever, you know, like he's, he, he runs everything. He runs don't nothing go down without him knowing about it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, he's he has a manager and he has somebody who runs like his operations and stuff yeah. like that, but like, he's really like he's the decision he's a maker. boss. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I picked that up from him just like, just be a boss. Got it. You know what I'm saying? And then, people I look up to, like Hov and like Puff and like Kanye, you know, they they're all bosses, they all got yeah. their own labels, they all got acts. You know what I'm saying? And they yeah. all are super involved in some way at some point. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I just always looked up to people like that. Like, I never wanted to do. I mean I never wanted to just be a music producer Yeah, I always wanted to like do a whole bunch of stuff and just like have a bunch of revenue streams and make sure my daughter was straight and stuff like that so, absolutely so um, yeah LL and just like looking up to like people with their own labels who were artists and who were producers and who were stuff even Timberland like had yeah, fucking Nelly Furtado and, and Missy and genuine and Aaliyah oh, and, like, sure uh, you know what I'm saying so it was just like just seeing that and Timberland being one of my idols and then for real having Robin Thicke and the Clips and, yeah. and like, you know, it's all that. So no, I no, just...
1: It's how you develop as a producer. Yeah. You know? I mean... yeah, yeah
2: Having you, people to build your sound around.
1: Yeah, you build it up.
2: Yep. You know? And then once they get to a certain point, they start working with other people and stuff like that. So yeah. I thought it was just a natural thing, like, you know. And then the relationship was a little strained after that too. So it's just like a natural thing. But um, so after that, I started developing another act. Um, uh, Steven brought in this girl named Caroline and she was just to me, she was just a fucking star. I was like, man, this girl's Lady Gaga. (laughs) Like if I ever seen it. You know what Mm. I'm saying? And so we started working with her and she kinda didn't really have anything going on at the time. Was she polished or unpolished? She was she was polished, but she was she needed to be Rougher on the edges. She was yeah, she's rougher on the edges. She needed to be tamed a little bit. So like she was but she unlike Casey, she always wanted to be a singer. Got it. And she was like, she was like, matter of fact, you should probably have her do this show. I would love that. She's dope. She's on like star on Lee Daniels star show right now. She's killing it. Well, awesome. love that? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. She's doing a lot of dope shit. She's cool. big in fashion and everything. But yeah, so we got with her and she didn't have much going on. And she's like, you know, I just looked at her and was like, yo man, I already know what we can do. We did what we did with Casey. I already know what we do. When we get yeah, sure. You know Cause what I'm you've saying? done it before. Yeah. You want to see like you, this is what, your only dream you've ever had. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you have this huge personality. I was just like, let's get it. So my, my, um, my boy Steve had the relationship with with the people at Next Model Management with Joe Wickenfield and Faith Cates and all them that, and he you know he hooked it up to where she got signed to Next and um and you know they got like Rita Orr and Theophilus London mm. Pharrell ASAP Rocky and a bunch of people so they know how to like brand an artist a musician and make them like a brand yeah. so that was like our thinking with that so we got her signed to Next. And they just immediately helped us out the gate just get her like out there you know what i'm saying and um man it's she just fucking just took off like a rocket man like quick you know what i'm saying like (laughs) still i haven't even really put music out it's just like but she's like everywhere you know what i'm saying and it's like so that was another one so then after after you know working with her and working with casey i was just like man I'm doing this for everybody. I also need to do this for myself. You got
0: that itch again, yeah. 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 You got that itch, <laughs> that itch again. Is coming back. But, not, yeah. but
1: now you're at the, you're at a point where like you've done it. Like you you you've done the producer to the to a to the highest level. Yeah. You've developed two acts now. Mm-hmm. At but a very,
0: in one way or another, broken.
1: Broken, yeah. yeah. At a very very high
2: level, yeah,
1: yeah. So now you're coming into, I got that itch again, but you're coming into it with, like...
2: A lot of life experiences. Yeah, yeah. now
1: you're coming in as the G, as,
0: and, yeah. and, as the and, boss. And, and lightweight, Steven, like, when y'all hooked up, like, it became four videos of your, your SoundCloud joints. Yeah. yeah. So you would kind of, like, itched at that, not really want to do it. it Was like, an expression point from the sideline, and then see these two girls and this opportunity to boss up. Yeah. And then have them transpire as they do and then it just becomes the yeah. itch again. Yeah. So, yeah, it was
1: almost like proof of concept, man. Ooh, like, uh-huh. you, you, you know what your ability is and yeah. you know that it works. Yeah. And it, like, multiple times. Like, right, yeah, yeah. okay. Like, One
2: time like, it could be a fluke. Yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. like
1: multiple, okay, this is actually, like, yeah. real. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. Man. So, yeah, man. So, like, so after... After I just seen like you know what I could do for other people, I was like, well, I need to probably use these same connects and these same stuff do that for myself. <laughs> and do it for myself. So that's when I just kind of went back in my hole and I just started just making music at the at the house and I. Um, back to the core. Yeah, just on the kitchen table, man. Just making more songs, and then um, I think the first song I released was like Hotel Costs, and we, me and Steve, we shot that video like at a, on a random day, just on Hollywood and the Highland train station. Oof. And um, it was lit man and then ever, ever since then I just I told myself cause I had did it before and I tried to do it <laughs> Yeah man Super lit. we're just gonna let it build y'all. Let
0: it build. We've
2: come this far, haven't we? Uh-oh. We've come this far. Yeah. Everything yeah. I can are be-
3: i buy you everything Yeah. I'll get you
2: anything. That's in the country You won't need no money You won't need no luggage Everything new when get there. New to the there I'm just i been working so, hard, so baby, you know, ain't playing I was just and I got my yeah. Hey.
0: Yeah, I had to let that shit drop. Oh, what does
1: what yeah. does that feel like for you? Like going from someone who hated their voice at one point to now I'm obsessed
2: with my voice. I listen to it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we got there,
1: douchey mama. Yeah. We got there. Like, yeah. what does that feel like for you to to do this as a you as an artist as a producer and the culmination of this to see how far you've come and and this is where you're at it
2: you know i'm like a visionary bro i still feel like a lot of times i haven't done enough. believe it though yeah so like you where i'm at now it, it's just like I feel, still feel like I'm at the bottom of where I want to be. I love that. You know what I I'm love saying. That, so I feel like man. I got a lot of work to do to get to like. Mm. I got a lot of stuff that I want to do, even outside of music, just like in fashion and design, because you know I like drawing stuff like that. So it's like, I want to like design hotels. That's a lot of stuff that I want to do, with like the Blessing Sea brand and stuff that I just can't really do yet right now. Yeah, yeah. The so, foundation set up for everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, as excited as dope as as it is. Um, I always just feel like I got more work to do. So, um,
1: it was great to, to see yourself back at the bottom. Cause it's like, that's, we, we talk about this a lot where there's no like finite end point, like people that, you know, you, you can get on, on your, the road to your journey and be like, I want to aspire to be this one thing. Right. But you realize like, as you get there or as you achieve some of the goals, those goals change, they shift. You want to do other things, but, you saying, I want to now be, you know, I feel like I'm back at the bottom. It's like, that's actually where you thrive in all this, yeah. you know? Um, and putting yourself there among all these different, like, avenues is like, it, it's almost, that that's where you need to be to to become successful. That's the only,
2: that's not the only, but I feel like the times where I felt like I'm, like I made it, I slacked. Mm. So, like. Wow. I had the condition my mind.
0: It was taken away from you every it's time you it. was taken away from my
2: creativity, taken away from like my drive a little bit. So so now I'm just, I'm, I'm at a place where I'm like, I'm just not there yet. I got way mm. more levels to go. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't even think about none of the stuff that I've done. Like talking about it, I was just like, damn. Like I'm thinking in my mind, I was like, damn, I really did all that? Like I forgot, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because I don't think about that shit no more. Like it's just old to me. Wild. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like, like what what am i doing now you know what i'm saying yeah so that's like an incredible
0: mindset to have but it's insane a test, but it's a testament it's a testament though dog to the fact that every time you've had it and every like level that you've reached has been fucking ripped from you yeah right so knowing in time and time again and i'm going to take it back to when your father passed mm. right that was taken from you. Mm-hmm. You were going to treat your family as if they were the only things around because you realized that you can lose family also, mm-hmm. right? Then career comes and craft comes and moments come and then it's taken and then opportunities come and it's taken. Like it's almost as if the only thing, it's almost like listening to your story as if the only thing that you have control of is how hard you work in the moment.
2: Yeah. And it's like the only thing I have control of is the the thing I have the most control of is is me. Mm. I can't leave myself. You know what I'm saying? So I just chose <laughs> like in 2015 and not focus my energy on nobody else except myself. Wow. And even though I love to help people. Yeah. Sometimes you can't really help people until you help yourself.
0: But sometimes that's the biggest way to help people is to help yourself. Right. Yeah.
2: Cause it's like, it's like, I want to give people jobs. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I want to make, mm. I like, I like helping people and I like giving people opportunities and stuff like that. But if I'm not in a position to where I can give somebody opportunity, then I'm not helping nobody. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I just like, you know, after some stuff didn't go the way I wanted to, I was like, okay, I got to regroup. You know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. And so now I think that's, that's what kind of helped me motivate me to like, just Focus on myself, and I have to just really believe in myself. And be like, if I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. I'm not do. It. I'm gonna do it to the best of my abilities, and I'm not stopping. I don't care how bad it looks. And I don't care how low my numbers best. are. Yeah. I don't care. You know, no ego. If nobody. Yeah, I don't care how low my views are, or how low my streams are, or if anybody ever sees it. One day they will. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? Because I'm not gonna stop. I'm gonna just keep releasing stuff until that's, somebody sees it. You
0: better fucking believe that. Yeah, that's
1: tough, man.
2: That yeah, is, that that
1: that's fucking
0: gorgeous. What's
1: what? It, what it, 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 <laughs> What's crazy is like because you've achieved such a high level of, of success and worked with so many greats and, and seen that to have that's why it's crazy to even have that attitude and not care about like the, the number of streams, the number of views the number of things it's like yeah. to, to but, but be what, okay what, with that like you have to when drop you know their
0: late yeah, you, you have to drop your ego what are, you, what, yeah. are your, what are the numbers when you know that they're going to hear it at a certain time they're going to get it you're Yeah, they gonna, get it later. You, yeah, you're just going to be fucking beyond that. Yeah, that's how I feel now. It's like it's going, going back right to Akon.
1: He's like, hey, if he doesn't sell it that beat to, to
0: Akon, I'll sell it to someone. Someone'll get it. Someone will get it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why am I worried about what y'all think about me now? Like just wait till y'all find out about me. I'll be fucking ten leagues ahead. That's a that's that's and, crazy, then y'all have man. a plethora to look at. That.
2: Man. <laughs> it's hissing that laptop, bro. You feel me? <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, but um, yeah, so I just yeah, it's just ever since then I just was like focused on myself. How has
0: how has this I want to say rebirth of of the creative form of, of of Jaylee and Wesley been?
2: It's been really tight, man. It's been a struggle at the same time because. Obviously, I'm like a quote unquote new artist and all that, so you yeah. got to go through like the new artist struggle. And I'm an unsigned new artist, so you got to go through the unsigned new artist <laughs> yeah. struggle. So it's like <laughs> so crazy. Everything on the is, surface, yeah, this is so crazy. <coughs> so it's like I'm so uh, so essentially, I am starting all the way over because I'm doing something I've never done before, really, and I have to like figure it out. You mm. know what I'm saying? Even though I did it for other people, but at a certain point, they were like, especially with Casey, fucking Machine came. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like then it's like my hands are free at that point. You know what I'm saying? So it's like with myself, it's like I'm in it for real. You know, Um, there ain't no like extra help. It's like me, my management, my two guys right here, and like fucking my attorney and my PR. You know what I'm saying? That's it. You know what I'm saying? It's all self-funded. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's cool. It's cool. It's a good learning experience because I know once, I know, Eventually everybody's gonna get it, yeah. and I know eventually I'm gonna be right up there with the, my name be mentioned the same breath as all the people that I look up to as an artist you later, dog. Yeah, as an artist, and I know that you know eventually, very soon, like it, it'll be where I see it in my mind, not all the way, but like yeah. it'll start to be that and it, it'll be easier. For your shit mind's to happen. gonna grow from that point, so you'll yeah. never be able to see it now. Yeah, yeah. So it's fun. It's fun to be like. At the bottom, and it's like have to like f- fight your way up. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm like f- in the deep end, and I'm just like gotta swim up. And I can like see the light getting closer, but I still ain't there yet. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's fun because it's like you. I, f- I know you appreciate these times because I've been here before with production. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Where yeah. like I was struggling, 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 fighting, fighting, fighting. It's beautiful fighting, fighting, to me fighting. that
0: you don't like. I've I've run across artists that like kind of resent the world because of that.
2: You know what I'm saying? Man, you got to take it for what it is. You can't resent. Like, yeah, I can see how that could happen, but at the same time, it's like, if it was meant to be easy, then everybody would have it. True. It ain't for everybody to have. Straight the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? hmm So you, it's going to be a fight. And If you listen to anybody's story, you know what I'm saying? The dream is the dream telling me how he wrote Umbrella, like he was living in his car or something like that. <laughs> Umbrella changed his life. I think he said he's pricing like 11 million off that one song. So like You can't What you gonna be mad for It's a struggle yeah, You know yeah. what I'm saying Everybody struggles Everybody has and nobody's a story. gonna
0: give you anything Yeah you gotta take that you shit You gotta take that shit
2: Yeah Yeah 100% So um, Yeah I, I'll never be like resentful Like I don't Please believe I have like a list of names Of people who shitted on me And people who like <laughs> Said no And I'm like are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Like, do you hear this? Do you hear the same thing I'm hearing? Are my ears too advanced? Like, so. <laughs> I don't forget. I won't forget. And they absolutely. will say and I will bring it back to their memories, but then I'll like give them a hug afterwards or something absolutely. like that. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But I'm not, yeah. I'm not mad. It's just like, all right, I'll, I'll no, see you for, later. I'll show you. You'll get it later. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like that kind of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. more, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's.
0: What are you most excited about For the future?
2: For the future? uh man i've been working i've been working and i'm excited for people to hear it you know mm. what i'm saying like ever since i released summer's over july 15th last year i've had like a like the production door open back up you know what i'm saying so like i like i in the last probably i worked with chris brown i worked with keisha cole young thug i worked with ty dollar sign i worked with like people like you know people that are killing you know what yeah, i'm saying so yeah. it's dope that um and then people reaching out for like songs and hooks and stuff all the time you know what <coughs> i'm saying i just gave some stuff to like rocky fresh and stuff and so like a bunch of people man i'm just trying to like just really expand and let people know like i make music for yeah, real yeah. like and i can make any type of song yeah and it's gonna be dope and 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 i, I want people to just Eventually, just be like, we can't have this album come out if Jalen ain't on there mm. <laughs> in some type of way. Rather, yeah. even if it's just like, I want people to come to bless and see, and just be like, we want you to oversee the creative direction of this album, musically, sonically, visually. For real, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, that's where like where my mind is. So until I get there, I feel like I just got a lot of work to do. So I'm excited to just do more work with more artists. So I can... appreciate
0: the 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 magnitude of the work that you're gonna be doing. Yeah, but also know that I see it. Yeah, like all that's gonna come to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know this. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Better fucking believe it. Yeah. I res- I respect your humble core and your humble nature, sure. right? But I've 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 kind of been big in, in especially in, in this time in my life where I'm like, bro, fuck humble because humble is the work I put in. Mm. Humble is the hours that I spend doing what, what I'm doing. Humble is, is the vision that I have for everything beyond me. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be humble and telling you that I'm gonna take the fucking world that I want yeah you know I, mean? up. I don't need I don't need to play into your weakness or insecurity I don't need to play into like the what do you think game as long as I can look myself in the fucking mirror and know that it's true mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck who I'm telling it to amen because if I tell my goddamn self I'm gonna take the fucking I'm gonna take everything I want who the fuck are you for me not to tell you that
2: too? Hey man, let him know, bro. Straight up. New she. New said it. I didn't. Yeah. Off top. I'll, I'll say it for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. I, I've said it a couple times.
0: I've said it a couple times when, when he's br- when he's brushed off fucking like smash gargantuan record. But I'll look. I'll let you be humble, and I'll be the one that said, look. I'm gonna be jailing for a second. Yeah, the song was fucking beautiful. And it was fucking beautiful. (laughs) That was dope. For real. But my brother, look, like awesome trill shit. Like this this has been a moment in which I am truly beyond honored um and humbled Mm. to have your story in this depth and this beautiful magnitude shared with us. Yeah. Your story, your career, your life, everything you've gone through and everything you're going to be doing is a fucking blessing. And truly in my eyes, in my mind, I know that anything that you want, you're going to get it. And I can honestly say on behalf of Joe and myself, I'm truly fortunate that we're able to know you and that we're able to to really get deep into the form that makes Jalians function John or Jalen Wesley's function. Whatever so you beautiful. Call me? Shit, I want to call you Jay Dog. That's, that's just my <laughs> song right now. <laughs> but, on, <laughs> but on some trill shit. Like it's truly a blessing and an honor. Absolutely. And you have one of mo- one of the most beautiful beings um that I have ever come across. It's crazy when you think about it because um I truly believe that. I know an artist will win when the world wants to see them win, yeah. and you not only have the pedigree to prove that and the ability to 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 satisfy that and push beyond anybody's wildest expectations, but you have a being and an aura that anybody that really comes across you wants to help. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And being as talented as you are, I know goddamn well those people that want to help are of that magnitude. Yeah, like. <laughs> the elevator and the SLS yeah. in front yeah. of where you used to sleep behind. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. It's lit. My
0: brother is a blessing. And Joe, we, what we got to say to him? Mama, we made
2: it. Hey.